<laughs> I would choose it. Like I would prefer it to be an audio book. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Y'all is ignorant, man. Oh, Who we got next on the list, man? Y'all <laughs> Shout out to uh, Mustafa, man. Peace love, family. You've reached Minister Stress Sanders. I do apologize. For <laughs> well, I did. Um, Stretch. Yeah, he called me. Uh, yeah, that's my man. You know, again, man, it's important to go outside of our voices sometimes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Stretch, I really need you to call back. <laughs> <laughs> I really need that phone man, call to happen, brother. We not doing that. We ain't doing that, man. Um, so, <laughs> do you um have have you guys uh fell out with uh, any friends because of this? Yeah, a couple. A couple. A couple. I'm trying not to. I'm really trying not to. Like, I'm trying my hardest <laughs> not to because the uh, Dante turns the goalposts. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, that man. motherfucker is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 500 yards at this yeah. point. That motherfucker ain't nowhere near where it's supposed to be at. And I'm trying to not, like, I, I I literally copy and paste the same shit on everybody post now. I just be like, listen, this is how I feel about what you're talking about. This is how. And I'm 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 hoping it don't turn into something else. Yeah. Because mm. I'm almost to the point, like, you know what? <laughs> You keep talking about black on black crime, we finna fight. Yeah. Oh, it's getting there. Yeah, that shit is irritating the fuck out of me. Yeah. Um, because you know, I got I I just feel like a crime is a crime, and yeah. y'all is going away from the fact that crimes is a crime, and, yeah. and I'm just tired of hearing the same shit. I'm tired of people acting as if there's not a peace rally every fucking year. I'm tired of people acting as if there's not people speaking peace every year. I'm tired of people acting as if. We're not, there's not people going to these communities, talking to these kids. Like, we don't have these basketball associations, these football, uh, these football, football, baseball. We have all these organizations with the, with the youth where we have black men speaking this to them uh, over and over and over and over again. And I'm tired of people acting like that don't exist. Like, there's not people trying to stop it. I'm tired of people acting like the older generation is not talking to the younger generation. And just deflecting the whole point of what the fuck we're talking about right now. Like let's let's stay on topic. So yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. But my friendships is, and I don't like motherfuckers anyway. Like I don't talk to them anyway. <laughs> so I'm trying to like just keep. You sound like that. Yeah, I'm trying to keep the the whatever we do have because I don't see y'all at all. I haven't yeah, seen y'all yeah. in years. Yeah. So whatever we do have, I'm trying to keep that. Yeah. Intact. It's tough. A lot of this shit is being put. A lot of them boundaries is being pushed or tested. Like, it, like oh I, man, I, I've had a couple, but shit, it was a couple more. I was like, oh my god, I'm about to stop. Like disassociating myself from this person. Like this is how they really feel. Yeah, and that is like that's like that's the way they feel. Like that's the way they feel. It's tough. It's it's tough. What 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 is a reason? Why did you fall out? Let me, let me, let me. Well, somebody fell out with me. Okay. Let's start there. That, you but you said a couple. 
a couple. I fell out with somebody else because the person. I, oh, Let's somebody, go with the first one. Somebody fell out with me. Okay. So you have to ask them why they fell out with me. Gotcha. Um, the person I I I won't even call the, the person I fell out with. I didn't fall out with them. It just was like okay, this ain't somebody I want to associate with. And it was the reasoning was like the first thing I saw from this person was about. All cops ain't. It was something along the lines of all cops ain't bad cops. You know that could have been my brother out there that got yeah. shot. Because I guess her brother was a policeman. Okay, cool. So I, I get curious. I didn't say nothing in her post. I just go look. I go look at her page, and all of, I'm looking through her page, and I'm like, she hasn't. She hasn't had anything to say about anything else other than the police shit. So she made two posts about the police shit. Everything else she didn't have anything to say about. So I'm like, okay. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at her responses on her, on that particular post. And I'm like, this is just not somebody I want to be. Saying that this I don't I can't. And for the most part, like I have I have Trump supporters on my page. I have somebody who I you know I talked about the girl who inboxed me. Her and I are still friends, even though her her viewpoint is completely different than mine. Like yep. basically the opposite ends of the spectrum. But I feel like I can I can at least have a, a discourse mm-hmm. with this person without getting yeah. offended or without you know what I mean yeah. without getting upset. Yeah. Like I I, I just understand that you're even yeah. though you're even though you identify as a black woman. Like you're, yeah. you, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. I tend to just put my feelings. I, I'll put how I feel out there, and I'll just leave it be. Especially on Facebook, I, I rarely, if ever, comment yeah. on uh on face on Facebook. But um, you have to be. I mean, it's kind of like you have to be careful on who you decide to dialogue with. Like, yeah. er, not everyone can handle that. You know what I mean? Especially in this, in what we're in right now. So mm-hmm. I always say when you know when it comes to kind of uh. Knowing thyself, right? Mm-hmm. You kind the the first like the first phase is anger. Yeah, you're angry at like one. You're gonna be like super super pro black, which is nothing's wrong with that. Mm. You're gonna be super super pro black, and then you're gonna be going at everybody. Yeah, and then the second is like you. The second phase is you become you start to slow down a little bit. And you start to, you know, become your own. You're, you're doing the research for yourself, yeah. not you're doing for historic reasons. Mm. And it's for reasons when you have dialogue. It's not really set in anger. Yeah. And then the third phase is you recognize that the motherfuckers who think like you are just like everybody else. Yeah. So that's when you, you start to become more so uh, independent with your own thoughts. It's yeah. not so much groupthink. Yeah. Um, because history is history, but the way we uh the way we take in the information can differ with all of us. Absolutely. And in the f- the fourth phase is peace. Yeah. It's what everybody's it, it's what everybody wants, man, is peace. Mm. You know, but that first phase is kinda like it's it's like, you know, it's cool. You know, she getting the you know, she or he, whoever it is, getting the truth and they motherfucking angry, and it's it's okay. I'm unfriending like a motherfucker right now. <laughs> you unfriending? Oh yes, Unfri- unfriending nah. like a motherfucker right now. All all the cop shit is getting unfriended. I, I ain't even playing like that. As soon as I see all cop, bye. The only yeah. time I really be on a, a big unfriending spree is during the Father's Day shit. The single mothers, that that the women that that say Happy Father's Day to single mothers. Every year I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't want to see that shit on my timeline. I don't want to associate with nobody. With yeah, that. I, that that get unfriended too. But right now it get unfriended. I mean, yeah. some some I just unfollow. Like, I just go to the page and unfollow it, so that way I don't see your post yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Some I've done that. Um, but yeah, it's it's 
it's just at that time like i don't want to i don't want to debate or argue with my people yeah like that's just that's what not what i want to do right now yeah so to keep myself from them because it's hard not to jump on them posts sometimes and i know you niggas not a fan of facebook yeah i'm a facebook nigga so yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, so so every so everyone when i see it is a, is personal you know it's, just, it's not yeah, twitter where like yeah. i don't know you so when i yeah. say this it's gonna you know yeah. roll off my back and i'm gonna keep pushing i know you so my thoughts is like your bitch ass gonna pop up somewhere <laughs> like so i'm you know i what? think, I think because it i think because it is personal that's the reason i kind of just put my thought out there if i even have a thought to put on facebook mm. i put my thought out there and i'm gone what yeah, you got to say is really up to you. You kind of gonna be talking to yourself. I haven't put nothing. I would in only there. respond yeah. to people who I feel like we can have a legit back and forth, and people can learn from this. But if it's just like, if it's something that could potentially, or if I know you're someone that I could potentially fall out with, because because I'm not gonna take it personal. I know you are. Yeah. So if it's someone that I can potentially take it, that someone can potentially take it further and personal than it should be then i won't comment on anything they have to say and i won't reply to anything they say of mine but that's not going to stop me from getting my thoughts out my thoughts are mine i'm not i'm not posting them so you can agree with them yeah that'll never be that's nasty i don't like that so i don't i haven't even posted my thoughts i i, I just said you know what i know i'm gonna talk about it wednesday that's yeah. what I talk about. Really, really, I don't. If it was something that really gets on my mind and we're we going to get to it, we're two and a half hours in, but I'm sorry, y'all told you. Hey, we're not leaving no stone unturned. Yeah. Um, I appreciate y'all if y'all are still here with us. Um, the only thing that I would say uh, really gets on my nerves is when Trump has these press conferences and then the world goes into a fucking frenzy. Yeah. And that that, that bugs me. That bugs me. We're going to get into that, though. We're going to get into that. Yeah. We're going to get into that. I don't take none of that shit personal. I, I'm, I'm kind of been mostly the, the shit I'll be on is either I'm say something positive or I'm promoting the shit we doing with the yeah. broadcast. Other than that, I really don't be on yeah. Facebook like that no more either. I like I, Or if I, or yeah. I'm, I'm on the same way, I, I'll say what I have to say and I'll leave the shit alone. I'm going to keep on moving. Now, Twitter, I can talk to new people. I've learned so much. I've learned a lot. And then Facebook deals with old information so if i'm going back and forth if i'm on twitter where i'm getting shit real time and then i'm getting on facebook where a situation happened but they don't have the the most up-to-date story yeah we gonna get into it because you don't know what the fuck i'm talking about right now you ain't gonna get it till tomorrow facts so <laughs> I've, I've already got my shit off like now i don't feel like I'm, i don't feel like backtracking with you now over yeah, here i not... already got my shit off over and here i think like, that's what it's been with me i've been like that's why i said i've been copying and pasting shit yeah i've been cooked a few times on twitter this. and i enjoy it i'm long i'm wrong a lot on twitter i don't know not a lot but i get cooked though i don't oh yeah being cooked on twitter do not feel good no i don't no, but i've been cooked a few times but shit you strengthen up your motherfucking voice and don't say nothing yeah don't cook me Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I for sure, I for sure don't speak on shit. I don't Niggas know. Can't be like you anyway. suck with two Ks. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> Peace. What's up? Uh, you are live. It's the views from the Seven Podcast. Um, what's up? Same old. You know, I here trying to maintain power to the people. I, I hear you. All power to the people. Um, I just, I wanted to call. I want to give your uh. Your your thoughts on things. We talked to Soul a couple minutes ago. Um okay. but I, I want to get your, your your thoughts on things as an organizer and 
you know, the state of not only the city, but the, the country right now. Right, right. Well, um, you know, I, I think locally we see, you know, just a, a, a think of people just having an awakening. Yeah. Um, to, you know, police brutality, police terrorism, and really the cause of it, you know, yeah. what's leading to the interactions of police with, with people, you know, and what we're seeing a trend of is, you know, the harassment, the saturation, the um, the aggressiveness, the, the excessiveness, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and the targeting of our communities in, in general. Yes. Um, and, and seeing how the laws are not evenly, you know, applied or distributed to us, you know, so they're not, it's not uh, something that we can't sit here and say that these laws are apl- applicable to us in the same way they are to whites, period. You know what Absolutely. I mean? It's just not. Um, so we're just seeing that, you know, the injustices um, and, and how that scale is uneven, you know, towards our people over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, you know, yesterday I made a post, so I shared a post and literally the post said, you know, when was the first time a cop pulled a, pulled his gun on you? Yeah. You know, and I said, man, I, I shared it and I said, it's going to have a million responses on it. And what's crazy is in a day, you know, this post has 2000 shares mm. and hundreds of, hundreds of comments. Yeah. And what's crazy about it is it's, it's almost like a documentary, you know what I mean? And I started going on to people's shares on it and seeing that people are starting to share their stories yep. that are attached to it. And it's literally stories of terrorism, you know what I mean? And it's something that we got to make sure that we don't normalize, you know, yeah. and the shot talked to us about that. Don't normalize this abnormal, you know, terroristic, you know, harsh condition, so to speak, that we've been subjected to, you yeah. know? And, uh, you know, this post, it, it's moving. Um, and literally, I sat down last night and was crying and looking at, you know, some of these people's stories. And, you know, people are saying eight years old, nine years old, 10 yeah. years old, two years old, you know, in the womb, you know, a, a cop put a gun to, you know, my mama's belly, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's in, impactful. And it's horrifying that we can share a post like that and almost every black person can respond, relate, and, and have a story attached to it. That's yeah. not normal. Mm. Ooh, okay. Um, so how did it, how did it feel, um, on Saturday, um, the turnout in the narrative that we're just, you know, smashing shit up, you know, that, that type of deal. How did, how are you dealing with both of those? The high of, you know, this shit went crazy. And then the narrative that we were just out there tearing shit up. Right. Um, I think that, you know, one, one chant almost that we put out there was, you know, our, our, our anger and our, and our frustration is justified. So, you know, we, we say that any response and or reaction to racism at this point yeah. is justified. And so I try not to um, obviously encourage, you know, destruction. Um, however, you know, I feel like the emotions are high. And I, you know, when people are like, what's the point of protesting and things like that? You know, I do feel like it serves a purpose um, and that it is awareness for one. But for two, it's an emotional outlet. And a lot of ways, you know, even in the last few days being contacted by different brothers and sisters, we just feel like we don't even have a voice. Like no one's listening. No one relates. You know, nobody really knows what it's like and what we go through day to day. And especially in these interactions with the police. So, um, you know, it is an outlet of expression. And I think that people are just tired and we're, we're to the breaking point. You know, there's always that point. You know, where, you know, you know, that motherfucker treating you wrong. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like that breaking, there's a point you get to where you're like, nah, you know what? That was the last straw. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not going to raise your hand to me again. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where people are. You know, mm-hmm. we're at that breaking point and, and this, this murder 
that we had to watch, you know, live, you know, that video yeah. is so clear. It's so, we hear the sound, we hear the begging, we hear people's reactions, we hear the pleads, you know what I mean? There's no, uh, you know, that nobody dropped the phone, the, the audio is clear, the video is clear, and you literally watch this life man, you know, his life taken out of him, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I think that the brutality of that horror movie that we literally watched out that happens to be real life um, was so moving to so many people that, you know, it just, it caused a push of rhetoric, like, man, what, what, what is enough is enough, you yeah. know? But I believe that the people's response and reaction to racism is justified, whatever that response and reaction is. I don't understand um, the big push of, you know, let's protect property so much because I don't believe in property over people. We yeah. believe in people over property. Absolutely. And, and unfortunately, an agenda of the state and an, and an agenda of these agents of, you know, occupying army in our communities is property over people. Yeah. Um, and and so, you know, I kind of I kind of don't give a fuck what they tear up. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to say it's what, that should be the goal because we need to be be more strategic. Um, I believe in disruption of business as usual. So if we're, uh, you know, blocking off a state building, so to speak, so that, you know, people cannot be processed into these jails and these concentration camps. Then, then that's then that's blocking state business as usual. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the type of strategic moves we need to be making um, if we're really trying to combat, you know, state terrorism. Mm. So, um, mm. I, I like this part. <laughs> so let me let me right. let me ask you because earlier I I did something that I thought I would never do. So I want I want I want to ask you where do you stand okay. on this? Um, the police officers that are in our community, how do you deal with them? How do you deal or deal? Deal. Like, you know, I I grew up under the um the tutelage that when you put that badge on, it's over. Okay. Um, it's kind of always been that way. Uh, but today we did have a, a, a conversation with uh, a black officer that's in our community. Okay. I want to get your take on that because I know we just do not deal with uh, badges at all. At right. all. Right, right, Um Well, we don't negotiate with terrorists. So that's kind of our hard line. Absolutely. Um, so mm. it's not um, it's not really a conversation, so to speak, or how do we come together at a table with them and figure out how to move forward with this? Um, we, I, I personally, and we, some of us that carry these same ideologies, you know, don't carry that. You yeah. know, we believe in placing our energy, our monies, our organization efforts, you know, towards the people and yeah. with the people. Us finding self-reliant solve this problem is uh, as police occupation in our community so yeah. sitting down at the table with them is not an option mm. um you know the whole is there good cops and bad cops you know actually there's good people that happen to be cops however they are choosing to you know take up a form of a position a job that is literally serving the interests of the state not the interests of the people absolutely um, we know that there's we know that the state's agenda has never served the people and it, and it, and it won't, especially our people. Um, so if you choose to take that job, you know, it literally creates that line of demarcation. Yeah. Uh, we express the line of demarcation is as how you view the state and how the view also views you. Um, so, you know, even though there's, 
good cops, so to speak. There's a line of demarcation as far as the state viewing them. I saw this post the other day when an attorney put up that he had been, you know, brutalized by the police while participating in one of the protests here in Las Vegas. Yeah. And he described it as, man, you know what I mean? They shot us with rebel bullets. They were laying on us back, you know, on our backs. They, you know, were brutal. Yeah. You know, they pointed their guns at us, all of that. But at the end of the day, we were able to conversate with them and say, hey, I just got an award from y'all last month. I'm an attorney. What are y'all doing? And so the view, the state view of them changed and they ultimately were let go yeah. because of how the state viewed them at that point. Oh, these are some niggas that maybe ain't really on this shit. You know, they came yeah. out because it's, it's pushed right now, but they ain't really on nothing. They ain't really against us, so to speak. Yeah. But they let them go. So I guarantee you if they put their hands on me, they're not letting me go. I've yeah. been arrested for a lot less. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? So how you're viewed and how you view the state. So that line of demarcation is important to determine, you know, what side you're on. At this point, it mm-hmm. really is a sides and i really don't believe in in, in investing and um uh, putting t- too much energy into trying to have these conversations with them people have tried that we've tried that very true it, you know what I mean? at this point we've got to be independent with what work we do to solve the problem of police terrorism yeah. period so as as an as an activist before we get out of here let me ask you as an activist um and those who pay attention to what's going on on the ground um, with this, um, with a couple police officers being either shot and or killed, and now again with uh, uh, Drew Brees, a white NFL player, making it about uh, the flag and the anthem and mm-hmm. back to the kneeling, how do we how do we stop the people from moving with that narrative and staying on track? with police brutality and uh, assassination by police. Um, so I'm not familiar with what the what the football player did. What did he do? Basically, he brought up, basically, you know, Drew Brees is a quarterback for the Saints. He brought up that, you know, the standing for the anthem, I mean, kneeling for the anthem is super disrespectful, and uh, it just got, it got social media in a, it's in a rage right now, in a wildfire. But it's not about it's not about what's been happening. The narrative is changing, and it's getting people away from what it is. We the problems that we have right now. Right. Right. Okay. So how think, do we keep um, people on track? Yeah, I think you know Kaepernick and, and the whole meal thing. You know, people were out at the front line the other night trying to kneel, and you know, I got real pumped up and was like, "Man, stand up." Yeah. You know. Um, We've been kneeling, you know, we've been on our knees and that's not working. You know, we need to stand up. You can't fight from a sitting kneeling, you know, um, on your knees position. You know, you need to stand up to, to fight back. And I don't mean literally, I mean politically and figuratively and all that. Yeah. Um, but but the, the, there's black skin people all around us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that are, are, that are conditioned and programmed. Uh, one of the things that one of the young brothers that was trying to organize the, the protest today that went left because he was organizing with the police said, is, use your brain, use your brain, use your logic. And that's not really the way people operate. Yeah. We are operating off of deep conditions and deep programming that usually happens when we're very young and depending on how we're raised up and who we're raised up with and what church we went to and you know, what grandma said and all of that. So really, if we dig deep, you know, some of these really deep programs, self-conditioning, 
um, emotions and, and conditions are really what is leading our decisions every single day. So we're not going to just deprogram people in one day. Yeah. You know, some people are patriotic. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that with what Kaepernick did was a revolutionary act and that he brought some attention to you know, police terrorism at that time and said, hey, let's kneel. Let's not honor this anthem or this flag that has done nothing but dishonor and, and served nothing but just, you know injustice to us. Yeah. Um, however, he's not a revolutionary. You know what I'm saying? Um, we saw this, the state really snatch him up rather quickly. You know what I mean? Mm. Some of his rhetoric and even who he decided to donate, you know, his masses of millions to, you know, started to become and look very state-like and very state-fed. Um, so that's what we have to continue to push away from is determining what the streets justice looks like and the people's justice looks like and not be satisfied with what the state's justice looks like. So yeah. these arrests mm. are the state's justice. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. These arrests and, and maybe even a prosecution or some little bit of jail time, whatever it is, is the state's justice. What does our justice look like? Let's define that, let's push it, and let's not accept anything less than that. And that may change from community to community and from city to city, but we really need to get ahead of the narrative, like you said, setting that narrative, setting what it is, and, um, you know, really just finding that line for us versus what they see as Absolutely. justice or, you know, uh, overall solution. All right. Well, I, uh, I love you. You know, I'm, I'm forever indebted. I'm, I'm ever indebted to you. Um, I'm going I'm to call you as soon as this is over with. And Saturday, I am there. Right on, right on. I appreciate you for sure. Rochelle, keep you up to date. This was off the heart. I'm literally in the car, so hey, I hope I sounded okay. I respect it. Absolutely. Right on. Okay. All right. I'll call you as soon as it's over. All right, y'all. Right. Oh, uh, I'm assuming that's Tanisha because you did a horrible job at introducing her. So. She ain't say, he ain't say oh, shit. I didn't say her name. Oh, I'm no. so sorry. That's that that is that is Tanisha. I was all into yeah. I was all into the conversation. She Absolutely. was she was kinda in her bag. Oh, you um, a lot of phone calls to make. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that uh that is Tanisha, man. She's a uh, boots on the ground, man, Las Vegas activist and organizer. Um this nigga, man. <laughs> do y'all um do y'all feel like things would be different under Obama? I, I hear that a lot. I do. Uh, hmm. I feel like our our response would be different under him, just simply because uh, of good. the amount of people. Uh, simply because of the amount of people uh, who believe in Obama. I know you guys, you know, don't as far don't as say the politics. That. Yeah, <laughs> you should have said. I, I, I'm I'm I'm, the, I'm here for for what he represents. What I'm saying is, okay, okay, and that's good, you know, because I'm one of the people who I don't give a fuck, you know, I will, I'm the type of person who gonna vote for Obama because he's black and it's the first black president. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And so people, for people like me, <laughs> you know, for people like me, I, yeah. I feel like he would have uh, uh, calmed us down. Yeah. I, um, you wanna be calmed down at this point? I'm just saying that he would have calmed us down. It's, uh, you know, it's I doubt not, it. Uh, I, I, I vividly, I think what we like to do as people, is we got, we like to forget the past. Yeah. And I vividly remember uh when same scenario he called the people in Baltimore thugs mm. for CVS. Mm. CVS. Mm. And we also forget how late he was to say anything in Ferguson. Mm. And he also helped further militarize the police after Ferguson. Mm. 
But Ferguson's the only protest that you can say went left under him, though. You there was a lot of people. There were a lot of brothers assassinated under uh, Obama. A no, lot. I'm saying yes. Ferguson's the first protest that went left under him. And, and, so, it, and so, I, so, so what I like to do, and, and I, and I, and you know, I've been getting a lot of pushback. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Trump supporter either. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about politics at all. But what I do enjoy is pointing out contradictions. Okay. I do like pointing out shit like, okay, this is Trump's Ferguson. Completely fumbling it. But we've been in this situation before, and we got nothing out of it either. Dude, with, with Obama's calm words, like he, he had a, uh, he had a, uh, like a, I don't even know what you would call it, like a video a video town hall today. Mm-hmm. Like 15 minutes and I and I checked it out and you know, you you can fall you when he talks you tend to f- forget what's going on outside mm-hmm. because it calms you. Yeah. It does. He calms you, he makes you feel like you know, this is the president. Yeah. But in the end it's all bullshit too. He's better at political theater than Trump. Like is. what is the difference between someone someone making you feel okay? When you when it's not okay, then someone that's telling you it's n- don't don't grab me and whisper in my ear while I'm swinging. Get your ass out the way if I punch you too. Like don't calm me down. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck like that. I say, Ferguson's the only protest that I can remember under Obama that went left, and I know for a fact that we wasn't protesting in Las Vegas because of Ferguson. You know, going left, throwing shit. You know, what I'm saying all of that. Um, when it comes to this, this is one narrative that that, that has to be put in place also. Uh, when it comes to the whole, you know, oh, a lot of motherfuckers, you know, got killed under Obama and all. A lot of people got killed under every president. You know, whether or not somebody's there with video is simply by chance or not. You see what I'm saying? And Obama was the first president under smartphones, under phones that could take video out your pocket. Obama yeah. was the first president. So we can't go back to Bush record or Clinton record. But like I say, all we know of is what we see from there actually being by chance somebody taking a, a phone out and videotaping what's going on. This shit, like I say, happened every fucking day. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Yeah. I, I have a long list of encounters with the police yeah. that I could have very well been killed on. So I know this shit go left every fucking day. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. Uh, mm. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not I'm not the political nigga. Yeah. I don't. Obama, for me, was what you said. He's a black president. Yeah. Yay. Um, but in my in my thought of it was in this if we speaking on if Obama was president right now, yeah, would he put pressure on what's going on? No, no, he said would 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 everything that's happened as far as these protests would it be different? As far as out would as things they have, be different, not I don't would they be different under Obama. Obama specifically said I have no sympathy at all for destroying your own communities. It is the same exact thing that the other guy is saying right now. Yeah, I don't. The same exact. I don't think. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be different. Um, I don't think it'll be better. And he also admits to being extremely late with yeah. Ferguson. I don't think it'll be different. I don't think it'll be better, and I don't think he would uh, give us the change that he he, he spoke on. Um, I just never seen him put put pressure on. The police force to actually do their fucking job. So since I've seen no president put pressure on the police force to do their job, um, 
fuck them all. Tuh. I just, I just, I, I, I get a kick out of pointing out contradictions, and we like to forget. We do when it doesn't benefit us or when it doesn't sound good. But I think the difference. Devil's be. advocate. There was not video for Mike Brown. If it was video of them shooting and killing Mike Brown, this spreading is, all over social fact. media. This is a fact. I'm not. I'm yeah, not. I'm just saying that you know when when there's no video, you have to actually wait for shit to come yeah. out. When there's video, you can immediately react. Yeah. And I'm not. A, I'm not defending Obama. I'm yeah. defending the judgment. Yeah. The process of judgment. Gotcha. Got it. Hmm. <laughs> <Look> <laughs> at it. I ain't got no smoke, yeah. man. Don't cuss me out, man. No smoke. Oh, shit. We got a new person coming online. Hello? Brother Kim. Man, what's going on, brother? How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing good. I can't complain. You are you are live on the Views of the Seven podcast. Views from the Seven. Oh my God. Um <laughs> It's been a long one. You are one of the go to's um for me um when it when when it's time to speak about what's going on in this country. And I um I'm really curious to know uh what is your what is your stance on the direction of this country and what we're going through right now and how do you feel about it man you know from and i can only speak from a a standpoint as being a black man in america yes and you know my my whole theme is based around our children yep right now i see our children are extremely confused mm. you know with the whole layout of everything that's taking place you know, went from from the killing of, of of George Floyd to people hollering out that our children need to be voting to the stand that we are taking throughout the country. And, you know, the whole looting aspect, I don't agree with that, yes. but I can definitely understand. But one of my concerns is where do we go from here? What is our plan? Mm. What is our plan of action? You know, what are you going to give our children? What type of 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 information you are getting together to help educate our children on the next move that need to be taken in this country. Yes. Because if not, our children are being set up to fail. Mm. And you have to blame those who are in position of authority who are speaking to this country. Literally. Yeah. Mm. And you gotta hold you gotta hold our current leaders in the African American community uh accountable absolutely and you, you and if if we're not doing that then we are we, we are uh cheating ourselves mm. you know mm. i i don't i don't believe in the political structure of things at all you know what i'm saying but absolutely when you tell a child that you need to go vote then you are doing a disservice to that child because like i said last night when somebody hit me and i was kind of ranting on facebook but yeah. people have been hitting me in my dm i should encourage young people to vote i can't do that because you can't get five people that you know yourself and ask them who are five people on the back on the ballot that they uh, know something about that can help them within their urban community. Mm. You can't name five people. Yes, absolutely not. And you can't name five. You, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. You can't name five adults that know enough information about people on the ballot here in Las Vegas that will give them information that will have something 
that is beneficiary to black people in the urban community. You can't name five. Yeah. Mm. So why should I set our children up, send them to the slaughterhouse by sent, telling them to go vote and they don't have a clue who they voting for or what they voting for? We right. got to do a better job in that area. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think we do. We this situation in particular, um, you know, regardless of who's in office, uh, who's in the local and even in, in, in local politicians. Um, regardless of who we vote for, it does not stop uh, assassination by police, in my opinion. Right. And it is very sickening to see people uh, dilute this problem all the way to a simple vote. Right. It's, it it right. got to take more than that. You can't tell me a vote is going to change this. At all. It's not going. It's not going to change nothing at all, man. You know, I mean, because we are still getting our heads knocked off. We are still dying at a high rate. You know what? A lot of people don't know. George Floyd was killed. I believe it was last week. Am I correct? Yep. It's been a week now. Yep. The day before George Floyd was killed, I received a call from a brother that I know in Louisiana. A brother was, was stopped by the police in Louisiana. He was 24 years old. He was stopped by the police. Just a random stop. The police took him out of the car. They asked him to remove everything from his pockets. So when he was moving everything from his pocket, he pulled out his cell phone. They gunned him down on the spot. You never heard nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So we being killed all over this country at an alarming rate. And it shouldn't take things like this for us to be in uproar. Yeah. We should constantly be on 10 as a community throughout this country. Absolutely. If I stump my toe in California, you should feel it in Louisiana. Uh. We all got to be on the same page. And the problem that we have in the urban community throughout this country, we're not on the same page. We're fighting for the wrong things. Yep. We got to fight for freedom, justice, and equality that brings about a universal government of peace where we all can live in harmony together. But when you are teaching your own personal agenda for the benefit benefit of yourself or your congregation then you're doing a disservice to our people and our community mm. we got to change that narrative and it's going to start with us telling our young people the truth that's the only way it's going to happen because these old heads man these these old people who are in positions of authority in the political arena they don't care about the old people man their attack is on the young black african-americans in this country and mm. if we don't stand up and address the issues that have a direct effect on us then, man, we losing, brother. That's just raw and uncut truth. We losing. Mm. And when I think of you, I think of your son. Absolutely. See, you know what I'm saying? And that's how we got to think. You know, as a man, I say to all your listeners on this phone, man, if you have children, go stand over your children while they sleep at night. And think about George Floyd, what happened to him. Mm. Pain will resonate in your heart and soul. So you got an obligation to your household of teaching and training your children on what's really taking place in this country. Mm. And if you are not being honest with your children, then you are, as an individual, you are held accountable for what you do to your child. And if you are setting your child up for failure and to be executed with laws that are in opposition to what they stand for, then the, the, uh, the blood is on your hand as an individual. Mm. We got to we got to quit. We got to quit cheating our children, man, because the enemy ain't fighting us. He's fighting himself. I mean, he ain't fighting us. He's fighting our children. The scripture says it like this, brother. We war not against flesh and blood. We war against principalities and powers in high places. 
Mm. They fighting mm. for the minds of our children. Oh, goodness. And, and, and the problem that we have in black urban community, we still want handouts. One thing that the black man in America got to quit doing, we got to quit playing the victim role. We got we to gotta quit going to people, asking them to do for us what we had the ability to do for ourselves. Right. And the prime example is, is y'all podcast. Y'all ain't asking nobody to give y'all nothing. Nope. Man, y'all out here representing, y'all representing the whole city. Y'all put the whole city on y'all back. Mm. And y'all giving us good content, funny content, music content, raw and uncut content. I like it like that because that's mm. what you want. Mm. It, and, the, and the problem that we have in an urban black Las Vegas, we got preachers and ministers, religious leaders. They almost gang banging. My daddy bigger than your daddy. Young people don't give a damn about none of that bullshit. Right. Young people, man, they actions show you that, man, give me some solutions to our problems. I don't care about your religious preferences. They know what, man, these young people don't give a damn about me being no Muslim. They don't care about none of that. They don't give a damn about nobody having no fly suit on. They don't care about none of that. Man, man, show me, show me a better way. Mm. And that's why that that's where we at in this country right now. We losing our children, man. Yep. And we're being killed at the hands of those who really don't have no love for us. They showing you, man, what that Caucasian did to that brother by putting his knee on his neck. He blatantly told you, nigga, I don't respect your movement. Mm. Mm. And that's how they treat black politicians. That's how they treat black religious leaders. That's how they treat all these black advocate groups in our country. They saying, nigga, we don't respect y'all because y'all keep coming to our table, sitting at our feet. And when the crumbs fall off of our table, you eat from the floor of our crumbs. Nigga, we don't respect you. Until we stop going to the other man table and getting up doing something for ourselves, we're going to get treated how we've been tr being treated for the last past hundred years. And I'm only going back a hundred years. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. And I'm keeping it so 100 with you, man. We telling our children to vote. We, we voted. We, man, we voted. We had one of the biggest voting movements in the last past 50 years in this country. Yep. And you know who still got in office? Donald Trump. He manipulated the votes and still got in office. And what and what was the what was the comeback from black people about that? Oh man, we need to get who else you gonna get a you gonna get another person in office who thinks just like Donald Trump? Mm. That's what we gonna do. Yeah. Who who we gonna vote for to put in office who have what's in the best interest of young black urban people in this country? It ain't one. You ain't got one. Now you got Joe Biden playing playing the fence. He playing the politic game. He gonna show up to George Floyd's uh, funeral this coming week. Trying to show that his 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 solidarity, man. You ain't showing your damn solidarity. You want the black people vote. We too damn ignorant to recognize that. And when I say stuff like that, brother, here in the city, man, people think I be hating. I don't be hating. I just call it like I said. I Absolutely, I'm, man. Shit, I ain't fall out of heaven. I'm being raised up out of hell. I'm a street dude, just uh -huh. being refined. That's all. I'm just refined. I keep it one hundred. I, I gravitate. I gravitate to the brothers in the street. Absolutely. And brothers in the street don't want to hear no bullshit. Mm. They don't want to hear no politicians. They don't want to hear no preachers and no pastors. If you can't do nothing for us, man, 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 hey, keep it pushing, man. Keep moving, man. Yeah, keep good. moving. All right, yeah. brother. So, man, man I... what y'all doing, man, is, and I'm gonna say this to y'all, man. What y'all doing with this? 
this is extremely important, man, because all y'all did is create dialogue for another platform that young people have an opportunity to go and access information. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are a vital component, even if y'all talking about other things, man, because what you want, you want the ear of the young. Yeah. And I don't know if I, I can say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Please man. do. And, and I'm not going against my generation because I'm older now. Shit, I'm 50. Please do. Say but it. But, man, 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 the young people ain't fucking with us. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you fucking with them. Yo, facts. <laughs> facts. ain't fucking with the old man. They ain't trying to hear nothing we got to say unless we keeping it solid with them. Right. The only reason I have a great connection with young people because I'm, I'm one of them brothers that's like that. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. If you if you out here tricking the old life off, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to pull you to the side. I'm going to tell you, hey, man, you need, you, need to change your, you need to change your perspective on life. Yeah. But the killing got to stop, man. Yeah. The killing got to stop. And it starts within our homes, man. It starts with programs like y'all, man. It starts with good content like y'all giving, man. Shit, man. Please, y'all need to talk about everything y'all talking about. Y'all need to talk about 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 sex. Y'all need to talk about women. Y'all need to talk about prostitution, music. Man, y'all need to talk about all that shit, man. You hear what I'm yeah. saying? When you when you when you hear this in totality, man, I I I really hope we uh we make you proud with this one. When you hear it in totality man, tomorrow. I'm, I'm, Man, when y'all started having y'all program, man, I started following y'all right away. I follow Appreciate y'all you. On, on YouTube. Appreciate you. I follow y'all on y'all podcast. I be following y'all on Facebook. Man, y'all uh, got my support because I, I know what y'all you, doing man. is bigger than what people can see. Appreciate you. After this one, man, I, yeah, I, I, man, so y'all, I, after this one, I, I, I'm going to call you. I'm going to ask you about this one. I'm going to ask you about oh, this Oh, most one. definitely, brother. Y'all can, man. May God bless y'all, man. And y'all stay rooted in y'all, man. Don't let nobody change y'all from y'all being y'all. Absolutely. At the end of the day. All man, right. Y'all keep it solid, man. Y'all keep it 100 with the people, man. We need all y'all. Right. All, all right, right, brother. We appreciate yeah, you. I'm going to give you a call a little later. All right. All right. All right. Y'all have a good day, man. You too. Hey. That was everything they needed to hear. Brother Kim like, ain't no joke, man. It wasn't even on the accent. <laughs> Brother need no Kim ain't no him. joke. Hey, y'all say y'all ain't. Hey, man, I heard a lot of people saying, man, they ain't heard nothing from the nation. There you go. Yeah. There you go. He, he gave it to you raw and uncut. Raw and uncut. I love that, man. Yeah. Man, appreciate it. <laughs> um, he just made me realize again why I'm a bad father. Fuck. Oh, my God. Hey, yeah, after our after our episode with him, man, I, was, I came here like, man, I'll <laughs> fuck everything. <laughs> 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 fuck everything. I don't care about nothing. Oh, man, appreciate that, brother. We ain't man. doing nothing. <laughs> appreciate that, brother, man. Um. Man, hey, I I, I do I, I want to shout out to all you dumbass celebrities out there. God uh, damn, how you start that? Yeah, I, I got to man. I got to shout out all you dumbass celebrities. I think we this marks the end of celebrity influence. Mm, hopefully, so many have. You wasn't feeling what LL was saying after uh, he damn. He had to make the rap after he did the whole biracial thing. Like, that was counseling that nigga. Oh, he got something after that. He got something after that where he was uh, the freestyle. No, after that, he got a conversation after that. No, he he I, I, he he made a video about some some about the biracial shit or something. He said he did the biracial thing, and uh, yeah, it was he was getting killed. <laughs> and then I I seen and I seen uh I seen. Who? What's the brother name? Desi. Desi Good lord, 
Oh yeah, they got on his neck. R.I.P. That nigga. Desi, shit, that's they a rap. Boy, they got on B. Simone, who he make a lot of his content. Yeah, like I, I, I think we've come to the point now where it's like, uh, I, I enjoy uh, the, your entertainment, but we ain't following you like that. Yeah. So you just want to just put on a tap shoes and dance? <laughs> I, I what mean, you saying? look, look with Trina today. Trina's done. Trina's done. It's a rap. Trina wasn't done before this. Trina, who? No, not like. <laughs> who Trina? Over that ass yes. Back. I mean, she probably. It's could, a rap. She probably no. no more Ain't records, no coming back. But she, it's a rap. She's done. Animals? You call us animals? She hot. You call your own folks animals? Mm. Trina been done. Trina. No, no. I'm talking about it's <laughs> over. It's. Yeah. It's a rap. She probably couldn't sell no more records. So we taking Kai now? No, I'm just saying oh. it's a rap for her. Um. Have you have you guys been uh, find yourself questioning people's uh, blackness because of what they been saying? No, because I, I understand black is a, uh, it's a it's a it's a wide it's a long spectrum. So what what appears what I identify with as black may not be the same thing as what you identify with as black. Like black, there, there's such a large there's such a large the the spectrum is it's it's, it's just a long spectrum. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't say because you grew up, you know, what I'm saying, in a two parent home, and you, you know, your parents drove a Lexus, and you wasn't, your mom wasn't tripping about that free lunch paper the first day of school. Shout out to the free lunch paper, man. Yeah, that was the. Fr- <laughs> that, it wasn't how your first day of school was. You got that free lunch paper. <laughs> man, look. Oh, now how's your day? Like once you say that in, yeah. So everybody didn't grow up in that. Everybody, you know what I mean? And I, everybody didn't go. Shit, my mom, my my family was cool. Yeah. Some people grew up in way worse situations, so you can't you can't gauge people's blackness. That's yeah. a, that's unfair because at yeah. the end of the day, that's what we're striving for. You you strive to put your kids in those situations yeah. where you know what how we question black people's you know their blackness now because they grew up in certain situations. Those are the situations you want for your own children. Yeah, I wouldn't que- I wouldn't say I'll, I'll question. Uh, no, maybe I do. Let me tell you, black folks, something. Mm-hmm. My my people. White folks don't like sellouts either. You can tap dance for them. You can entertain them. You can make them look good in the light. But when it comes to, when it comes, just because you're out there tap dancing does not mean these white folks are going to be out here doing things for you. You're good for entertainment. Entertaining. I don't think I ever look at things that way. Like, I never look at the coon shit. I never look at things that way. I, I never do. Like, I never look at things that way. Um, I have for sure. I think I think they have like differences of opinion for sure. Oh God! No, nah, for sure. I, I I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't question that part. I just like that's you. Like yeah. that's you as a person. I don't think you're putting on a show. I don't think you t- putting on tap shoes. I don't think you're trying to dance. I I just think you're being you. Um, I think it is people that's that's not being themselves to try to fit in. Fit in. I do believe that that's that happens. Uh, on every on every level, but but some people I just I after seeing it so much I'm like you know what that's that's probably just you. I'm not mad at you being you. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what what the terms is like. It's same same thing I used to say about Trump bitch ass like my nigga. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I say Trump my nigga because <laughs> yeah. it, I always felt like you're being you. Yeah. Like I know you don't like me, and I'm happy yeah. that you're t- letting me know that you don't like me. Yeah. And I'm I'm good with that. And I feel like that about black people too. Like I'm good with the whatever the fuck you are. 
Yeah. I'm good with that. Just that keep so that bad. over there. So I don't I don't question your blackness. I don't I don't think that's a theme. Hello. Hey. Hey. What's up? What's up, everybody? Are uh, you are live on the Views from the Seven podcast? Don't say nothing to incriminate <laughs> yourself. Um, everybody, if you Hi, do guys. not know, this is Nikki. This is a friend of the podcast. Um, we we wanted to call you to get your take on things and the the direction of this country and how, without getting yourself in too much trouble. You being stuck mm-hmm. in the middle between being a black woman and completely sympathizing with what's going on with us and having to report this in the media. Okay. So, oh, it's, uh, it's hard. It's really hard to be a person who, um, this is what I do for a living. I do journalism for a living. And it is our job as journalists to stay impartial. It is our job to just tell the facts, tell the story, not give our opinions. And despite what, you know, a lot of people see on cable news outlets where people constantly give their opinions and, you know, they have a lot of talking heads and pundits on there, experts and things like that who are giving their opinions about issues and things that are happening in the world. I'm a journalist as far as like local news is concerned. And we don't, do that in local news you know we'll interview people we'll have experts on but you never see if you really think about it you never see anchors giving their opinion or anything when they're telling the news on tv so a lot of times um you know a lot of us have contracts i have a contract our on-air talent have contract contracts and a lot of times you know there's things in your contract that basically say you know, you can't be a part of certain things because you have to remain neutral because of the media. So it's been really hard for me because um, I love my people. Yeah. You know, first and foremost, I love us. I love the black community. And to not be able to participate in the different protests and demonstrations that's gone on around Las Vegas and just throughout my entire career. That's just how it's been. I have never been able, even when I lived in Orlando and uh, Trayvon was killed, I was able to go down there and I had to take photos for the web and for social media and stuff, but I was not able to participate, actively participate in it. So it's, um, it's extremely hard because you feel like you're not doing enough, you know, and yeah. I know I have an activist inside of me, yeah. you know, because I'm a person that even in my job, I speak up for the people who I feel like don't have a voice or I speak up for people who just in general, that's just who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, so it, it's hard. And I think that's why like a lot of times when these situations happen, I am so extremely emotional and I feel like I'm even more emotional than, you know, just an average person yeah. who is affected, but not, you know, a part of the family members of the victim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I feel like I can't express as much outrage 
um, view it as hope as much as I can. I even honestly, like the past week, I've been posting a lot and saying a lot on social media that I necessarily, you know, I have to be careful. I have to walk a fine line of what yeah. I say, you know. Um, and, you know, just another example is that I actually recorded um, a vlog for my YouTube channel about everything that was going on on yeah. last Sunday. And I was extremely emotional and, you know, just, I'm, I'm so angry right now, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm honest with people. Like people come up to me at work and they're like, how are you doing? You know, some of, some people, some people act like it's not even happening and barely want to make eye contact with you, but you know how that is. And I'm honest and I'm like, I'm very emotional. I'm very angry. And I'm sick of this happening to my people, you know. Um, and I, I vocalized that on yeah. my blog. But I I recorded that on Sunday before I went to work. Went to work on Sunday night. And then we had the incident happen with the officer who yeah. was shot while trying to patrol during the protest. Um, I think that was, what was that, Monday? Uh-huh. Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday or, no, I can't remember. But Monday, right? Anyway, yeah. Monday Monday? Okay, my days are running together. Monday. And so, guess what? Because I went off on my vlog so much about the injustices and police brutality and what a sickness it is and how we have to weed out bad cops and all that stuff. Yeah. Guess who can't really post their vlog right now? Because yeah. it's a sensitive time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So these are the things that I deal with constantly. You know, uh, being a black woman and being in the media, you know, being a journalist. Because that stuff, you know, even though I'm just speaking from my heart and I don't mean all police officers and I don't mean ill will or anything, anything malicious against any of them, yeah. that stuff can come back and bite me in the butt, yeah. you know? And um, it can be looked at as going against my contract and I can get fired. So I have to be careful. I have to walk a very fine line. And it's hard because, like I said, you know, I'd sign petitions. I donate, but I feel like I'm not doing enough. I I look at protesters and I just I have just such a an urge and a yearning to be out there with them and be on the ground with them, you yeah. know. And I know that one time when I went for Trayvon and I was doing it for work and I was just out there like I said, it was for work and I just I just felt so like I even though I was working, I felt like I was doing something, you yeah. know. So what I try to do is um, I try to let my voice be heard in any other way that I can. You know, an, an example is yesterday when I was at work, Metro released a, a report, like a little report, like a baby report, not the full one, on the guy that they arrested for shooting the police officer. And I'm reading this report and it says that, and this is my article, so I can say this. It says, that the officer was with the crowd and then a guy walking down the street across the street is the one that shot the officer. So that's the one they arrested and they got that information based on surveillance video. So this entire time, since it all unfolded on Monday, every news organization, all of us have been saying, you know, officer shot during protest after it turned violent. And it just, it sounded like we were blaming a protester. And so as I read that in that report, I went to my bosses and I said, look, I don't, I don't feel comfortable pushing this by saying this. I think we need to take protesters 
out of the headline completely. I think we need to reword it because if you look at the way Metro put, put it, they have not come out directly and said this was not a protester, but it doesn't sound like this is a protester. And then, you know, just kind of based on just some other information we kind of heard, because everyone has sources and stuff. And, you know, I can't really say what it is because that, that's not really confirmed yet. I was just like, we can't say this. I said, because what it does is it creates, it continues to spread a narrative that is already out there that may not be true. Yeah. And so that's what I do. I have no problem speaking up. Um, that's why it's good to always have one of us in the room, more than one of us, be more than one of us. But to have multiple of us, black, brown people, people of minority descent in the room, because a lot of times, like, they were about to go to air. Like, no one really even would have probably thought a second thought about that had I not said anything. And because I said something, they changed the way they worded it on air. They changed the way I changed. I put it out the way that I thought it should be put out without having that in there, just because you just don't want, there's so many crazy people out there and there's so many people out there that's already taken aim at the protesters, trying to get them in trouble. I don't know if you guys saw a scene that came out today about those three white men who were uh, right-wing extremists mm, were arrested yeah. on Wednesday for plotting, you know, to basically incite and do all this stuff and make it look like the protesters. And so there's so many people that are taking aim at them in general because they refuse to understand what the pain is and understand why people are protesting. They rather just, you know, look at the looting. They rather just look at the rioting and the they look at the, they look at the negative and look at the symptom, but they refuse to look at the illness that caused the symptom. You okay. know what I'm saying? The illness is systemic, systemic racism and injustice that's the illness in this country and so you can't look at one without looking at the other you know and i'm i feel bad for business owners i i don't want people losing their businesses but when it's all said and done i also understand that this is like a ball and pot with a top on it you know it, it's a, at a rapid boil and the top's on it eventually stuff is going to spill over you know what i'm saying nikki i got yeah. i got a i got a question um, since you are, since you are, oh, since you, this is skinny, this oh, hey, skinny. Skinny. since you are a journalist and you do have the uh, YouTube vlog now, um, are mm-hmm. you considering being more of an independent journalist to where you can use your voice? Yeah, that, that is my overall. Oh, you in and out. <laughs> that is my goal. It just takes, it takes a while to kind of build that up, you know, and, and I, I feel like my, I feel like when I will use my voice, it would be more of like a talk show platform. So I will express my opinions more than actually going out there and digging and doing investigative work and stuff like that. So that is my overall goal. And I do try to use my platform now to like speak out on things I don't agree with, talk about things that's going on. And I'm going to still, like, go through what I recorded because I haven't even watched it yet because it was just such an – I was so emotional today. But I'm going to go back and watch it and see if there's stuff that I can post. But then the stuff that I know will get me in trouble with my job, I'm going to keep it out. Yes. Just because I also have to be wise. You know, I can't support That's... and help the cause, and I don't have money to give to the cause. You know what I'm saying? I have to be smart about things. That's that's and that's why that's why I asked that question. Um, if you think about yeah. being independent or, you know, doing more 
where you can speak out, where you don't have to worry about what your job is saying or what your job is doing, um, finding mm-hmm. a way where you can be funded enough to where you can push the message. Yeah. Um, right. That's, that's why I asked that question, because a lot of people um, are hiding behind the payment that they're getting in their jobs and they don't want to they don't want to do or say certain things like everything is censored because of what oh, yeah. job. Um, so that's why I asked that because I, I feel sometimes it got to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm ready to be homeless for this shit. You're so, and you're so right. That's why, no, it's so, you're so right, Kenny, because literally that's how I've been feeling like the past two weeks. I mean, I don't know if y'all been paying attention to my Instagram, but I've been going in on Instagram, going yeah. in because I'm just so over it. I'm, I'm so like angry. When I went to work on Sunday and that was my first time back in the building since quarantine and they had, um, I'm still working from home on and off, but they had me go in because you know, the protests and stuff, and they want to make sure someone was there, so they have us taking turns going in. You, like, every, like you could just tell, like, I was just tense and just not the bubbly, jovial Nikki that everybody is used to. And so I'm just, I just know my time is up in this business. I know it's uh, it's almost up just because I just know that there is more that I'm supposed to be doing in my purpose-driven life. Mm. And right now I don't feel like I'm doing my purpose-driven life because I can't even really get involved with um, things that are important to me because I have to worry about a contract and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that was, yeah. was kind of going to be my question. It was, um, do you feel like you're compromising yourself and the things that you believe in and the things you want to speak out on because of your job? Yeah, I do. And um, I think it's mostly, too, because um, I've had moments where I've, like, I've been on air here, you know, and, and had I not kind of had that point where I was on air and stuff, I think I would speak out yeah. even more. But I still feel like I speak out a lot more than a lot of people who aren't even on air, you know, so... Yeah. Um, I do feel very compromised and I wrestle with it all the time, you know, it just cause I, I love my people and I, and I hate seeing us hurt and I hate seeing these injustices against us. And yeah, I, I feel conflicted. So, so with, with the, the way you feeling without, without, without yeah. you getting in trouble, it just sounds like the way you're feeling and the news you have to not necessarily represent, but, the the new system that you you're in is uh banging heads so for those who are um for those who are uninformed whose job is it if there is one to inform them I don't know if I understand the question. I'm sorry. Like whose job is it to whose job is it to inform the uninformed? It's all of our jobs. Hmm. So how it works is, um, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of like a, it's a team effort. So we have something that's called an editorial meeting every yeah. single day. We have two of them. We have one in the morning and then we have one in the afternoon. And everyone, um, all of the producers, um, the digital staff, which is what I am, because I'm the social media marketing manager there. Yeah. And then the reporters, 
and the anchors are all a part of this meeting. And we have our assignment editors and our assignment editors are the ones who kind of field, uh, kind of go through all the emails that we send to the music and the calls about tips and things like that, right? And they listen to the scanners. And so everyone, it's everyone's job to kind of pitch a story. Yeah. And we decide um, based on that what is going to be something the reporter's on, what is going to be something that, you know, that's just going to be from both sides, both sides where you just have like the video and you have like one sound bite or something. Um, based on we do who's gonna like what's gonna just be a reader, uh, what's just gonna be a video, you know, we kind of go through all of that together. So yeah. it's all our jobs to come to the table with some ideas and it's all our jobs to inform. Yeah. And you know, um there are times that like me, someone who's not on camera full time, who just comes on sporadically every once in a blue moon, yeah. I I'll have a story idea that I can send out to the newsroom. And then other people will jump on it. You know, I've done that numerous times, mm. you know, so many times, and they'll end up putting another reporter on it. So yeah. it's like a it's like a team effort. Uh, most of the time, the reporters who come with their story ideas, they do their own stories, yeah. you know, because that's what they dug for. That's what they, you know, figured out on their own that would be a good story. Um, but it is all of our jobs to inform. Well, all right. They keep each other accountable. Keep con continue yeah. to do that, and uh, I'll hit you up when we get done. I, I thank you so, so much. I really do. Oh, thank you. And I, let me just tell you guys, I love you guys so much, and I appreciate you. You are strong black men. I love you. I see you, and you are valuable. America may thank treat you. you like you're not valuable, but you are so valuable, and I want you guys to always remember that. Thank if you no so much. no one told you today, I love you. Appreciate it. I love you, too. Love you too All right, we'll hit you up. Okay. Uh, i hit you up as soon as we get done. Please let us okay, know if this nigga called, y'all. Hey, look. Hey. As y'all as 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 can, can see, as y'all can see, I don't have no number saved in my phone. It's fucked up. I told you, like, <laughs> not one, nigga. <laughs> Curtis, damn. Curtis, the only nigga in your phone. <laughs> um, damn, man, it is almost. Uh, I, I'm with what y'all want to do, man. We can, uh, we can, we can two part this thing. Oh, it's definitely gonna be. <laughs> um, I, it's draining. Um, man, you guys want to? We can come back tomorrow and finish it. Shit, we here. Is, we here. Yeah, we here, nigga. We here. Fuck, I ain't going nowhere tomorrow. Who we got? <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm gonna do a whole new intro. No, no, no. We good. We just gonna fucking keep on, keep on cooking, man. I just, you know, I, I, it's draining, and you know, we. I, I, I think certain certain people amped it up, like when yeah. um when Kim got on. He, he put he put a little he put a little fire back in me. He did. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody everybody matters, man. I can't say, you know, everybody has their own perspective on things. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean they don't care. Yeah. You feel me? I will. I will say though, over this next, you know, however long we keep going, can we get a smooth groove on this motherfucker or something? Make us feel better. <laughs> make us feel good. Yeah. Make us feel good. Get in here, some. You understand me? Let's get a smooth groove going on there. All right. Here we go. Ivan's old school smooth groove. Yeah. Grooving. Ew. Damn, nigga, what the fuck? My fault.
You had to request this shit, huh? What the fuck is this? <laughs> you know what Shit to, you know what? You know what? Fuck you, Ant. You did this shit. You did this shit. I just need something to soothe my soul, man. Yeah, this ain't it. This ain't it, brother. This ain't it. Hey, right, man. This shit fit, man. We talking about. Shit sound like the beginning of Crossroads. They got a version of this on Baby Kids too. Do they? Yeah, oh, this came out the Baby Kids, I think. You don't know Baby Kids and got the Freedom song? No, I missed that part. This is terrible. Listen, this nigga, boy. Who is this? It's the page from the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Didn't nobody listen to that. Not not, not the Black Panther, the superhero. The Black Panther party movie. Okay. Y'all alone for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was gonna dance and shit. Yeah, that's not. That's what said, the white homies <laughs> listen to on the way to the protest. Yeah, we said, we said, we said, uh, bringing the energy in. That nigga. <laughs> Appreciate it, I like this. the baby it. kids. You're about to witness a brand new sport. You're on the offense and I'm on the defense. So let's see if we can make some sense. Khalil was a rebel without a pause. He's a victim of your unjust laws. Oh fun God. world isn't a real fun for him. It seems so whack, so bland, so grim. Freedom is a concept designed for every race. Follow it and Khalil might own this place. He changed the name and changed the feel. Imagine death world with your host. Oh <laughs> they gonna get the freedom. Hold on. Let's get Remember every great out and get what's Spence, what up? What's going on over there, man? <laughs> you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a do something, man. I don't even like uh I don't even like gospel music, man. But I, yeah. I'm gonna put on Let's one of my favorite song, gospel, gospel joints. Who? I'm gonna put on one of my favorite gospel joints, man. Just for the people. So we finna keep going downhill from here. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, man. Gotcha. <laughs> it's one of my joints, man. This is my go-to. This is my season to reap. 
Mm. It's high tribute. This is uh, William Murphy. For grace, for favor. Yeah. He's gonna keep on this going down. Fuck it. Hey, you got something to contribute, man? But I sure been free. I'm not gonna let y'all do beats like that anyway. You tell me. God's got a purpose, yes. And I know he's evil. I've gotta see in the ground that he's blessing. No more stressing. I've gotta see in the ground. Now I'm Panama music. Are you doing the bank head bounce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fuck up, man. Dad, tell him, man. No, I shouldn't say I'm fucking with it with a gospel song. I'm messing with it. Tell y'all where I said. He finna get in his bag. He finna get in his bag right here. I, bad. I never heard this. This is my season to reward. I just want to grab some white gloves and start pantomiming. Oh, my mama. I'm walking up to the, I'm walking up to the fuck, nigga. Put that shit on my forehead right now. What? What? Here it goes. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Hey man, I appreciate it. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna start a ride. This nigga, this is too long, dude. Oh, 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 oh my god! Damn right, they got it, got it. Damn right, they got it, got it. Damn right, they got it. I say nigga be quiet. In the presence of a real nigga. nigga. Girl up for breakfast. Uh. Won't say you no extra. Uh. Say she fuck with me, cause her real niggas her preference. Drinking uh. like I'm from Texas. Texas. And you know I stay flexing. Flex. And if you don't know, I go by two times. Damn right, I got it, got it. Damn right, I'm body, body. Yeah. Full of killers. No, you, I couldn't get involved. I couldn't get in my gospel. Nah, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. I couldn't get, get my gospel. Show, he was just stingy with the volume. That's cold. I couldn't turn it up like I wanted to. Motherfucking. That's, that's some cold shit. YouTube suck, man. That's how you feel about Jesus? That's how you follow you was? Man, listen. Uh, listen. So you brought in slavery. That's crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> the face. The friend, huh? <laughs> look. Oh, look. Oh, look. Look. Uh, we got anybody else? Let me see. Let's see. In the meanwhile, I'll Jingo. <laughs> Here we go. Yo. Peace, brother. How you doing? 
What's happening? Man, look, how are you? Man, we was just getting into some uh we was just getting into some gospel music, man. That's how that's how crazy uh <laughs> things is. Um everybody man, this is uh this is my homeboy, somebody I, I I grew up with, someone I call a friend. You are live on the views from the seven podcast. Um oh, Minister uh Chris Lowry. Switch phone calls. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 as a um, as a as a minister, as a someone of faith, um, how what is your uh, take on things going on in the country right now? Um, it's like three or four sides to me to this. Okay, because um, I look at it from the 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 pastoral side of it as, okay. a, as a man of God and then I look at it from you know just being a black man okay. and I look at it just from being a father okay and um when I look at it all in in its whole totality um I always think of it as uh when it just comes to us as a people and from a, a biblical standpoint I look at it as man this is this is the 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 Bible all over again. We're literally watching, let's say, government as Pharaoh, and it's there, you know, in the Bible, it, talk, it shows how when, when Moses was born, you know, Pharaoh started to notice how the Israelites was outnumbering all of them, right? Yeah. And so he's like, yo, they getting too big a number, they getting too, uh, too overpowering, overbearing, yo, as they start having kids, as they start having boys, get rid of them. Keep going, I'm, so, I'm, I'm following you. So it's like if you're getting rid of what's keeping the numbers increasing, it brings them back down to your level. Yeah. And so I look at it modern day, you know, it's almost like the same thing. Let's just be 100. As African-Americans, um, we've come a really far away from our grandfather's grandfather and all of them that were in slavery and all of that stuff. Yeah. Because you got to think about how cultivating we were. We 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 taught ourselves how to read. We now start setting trends. We we are the example in so many different ways. No matter what industry you look at, there's a black face that's leading in the trend yep. or the the trendsetter of it. Yep. I don't care if you look at hip hop. I don't care if you look at sports. Even in basketball, you look at the Mount Rushmore basketball. It's all black. Mm. Amen. Right. So yeah. it's like even when I look at this now. So I I think to myself. From all this standpoint, you know, how do we continue to grow? And, you know, I love what people are doing with protesting. I love uh -huh. to see the um, all of that stuff. And I think it's, it's a great example. But I look at it also from just the, being a man and being African-American and actually watching this happen over and over again. Yep. Um, it's almost like we've tried the Martin Luther King Act. You know, we've protested. We stated our peace. We tried the Malcolm X. We didn't win. You know, you've had your rioters. You've had your people that that tried to um, create change by force. Yeah. And so now it's like, OK, if uh, if I did my homework right um, in the last decade, that has not been uh, whether it's been public or not public. You look at maybe 27 injustice, uh, unjust murders on African-Americans. Right. Yeah. With the male, female. Um, and at the end of the day, when you look at all of that in its totality, that means we've rioted, we've looted, um, we've protested 27 different times in the last decade. Mm. And at the, at mm. the end of it, 
the biggest difference I see from all those other moments is the fact that now we got some really big people saying, yo, we about to support y'all. Yeah. Today, Apple put their statement out. Yo, we with y'all. But they blacked out everything on they on Apple Music. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Call of Duty fan. I'm a gamer. Activision, yo, because of who our game represents with the military, with police officers as characters, guns, violence, and all this stuff. Yo, we're not going to drop the next update. We're going to support. We're going to stand with y'all. We're going to black out the game. Mm. Dope, right? Yeah. And I think it's cool, but then there's a political side of me that says, and there's a marketing side to me that says, yo, that's just the game. Because at the end of the day, you know that us as a people, we, we pour in a big chunk of your revenue. Yep. So if you don't stand with us, you lose us. And so you lose 40 to 50, maybe 60% of revenue off of the African American dollar. Yeah, that's a lot. So you, you so you ain't got no choice but to stand with us yeah. and make it look good. And I and you know, that's just me thinking about it out loud. And so I say like this, there's an answer and I don't think it's the general answer that anybody that's a leader or some type of has some line of influence i don't think the answer that everybody's given is the answer because yeah. everybody's quick to say yo we have to um get us into office and get us into seats in the government and apply change right and uh, change some laws yeah um when i, I I look at that. That sounds like the political answer, right? That mm -hmm. sounds like the right answer. It's almost like the churchy answer, you know. Yeah. And so when I look at that, I say, I say this. Um, it sounds good in theory, but we have to remember affirmative action started in the government. Mm. So it's easy to let us have a couple of seats and yep. sit at their table, yep. especially when, to a degree, we still don't know how to play their game. Mm. Oh my goodness! So we there. Yep. It's 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 blacks in councilmen, it's blacks in the Senate, it's blacks in the House and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, they let us sit at this table, but we still can't play their game to where we can implement the change. Yeah. So if we can't play their game to their to their level and that degree, then my thing is, how do we make the change? And the answer is going back to what we were good at from the beginning, because segregation ain't going to stop segregation. If we segregate them and cut them out and try to just make everything about the black community, the black dollar, that ain't going to win the game because let's be 100. Um, Caucasians or whites have been our masters at segregation. They've been doing it for centuries. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I go into your if I go into your game, I go into your world and this is what you do. I'm going to always lose. This is true. Mike Tyson tried to fight long distance with Holyfield, tried to fight long distance with Lennox Lewis, lost every time because he came out of his own game. So for us, we have to go back to what our game was. We're creatives, we're innovators, we're trendsetters. We, we pushed ourselves with hard work. We pushed ourselves to greater levels by actually um, being productive and things like that and teaching each other how to evolve. That's what that's how how blacks came out of poverty in the beginning. We used to have communities. We used to have businesses, all this stuff. And we have to get back to that place. And in me, when I look at when I look at it at us, you know, we're at an age right now. <clears throat> let's say our parents, you know, kind of missed the boat in a sense. The, the best thing our parents can do for us, right? Us in our generation is when they die, leave us life insurance. So then we can start in another. We can get ready to go to another place. So where I'm getting to. The answer is status. The answer is literally status. We have to continue to build our status as a people.
And what I mean by that is, let's say you buy a home, right? You have your kids. We all have kids. Yeah. We're raising our kids. We have to raise our kids to the place where they, it's, it's kind of cliche as to say this, but hold on one second. Okay. Jingo. We have to, <laughs> we have to raise our kids to the point where they live better than us. Because when I look at this whole thing in, in my perspective, in my opinion, every individual, um, not every individual, but the majority of the individuals that were that were the victims of these crimes yep. uh, all lived in a, in a status where it was a po- kind of a poverty ish status. Okay. And that's just that's statistics. So if I'm not in a situation or I'm not in a status where you can bully me, I can I can get to a place where I can help make change. Because. Again, if, when you look at this thing, the individuals who were um, the victims, they were the, they are in, in they were in situations where, in my mind, the police could always target them to bully them. So if I have if I'm if I position myself, I position my kids to where I need you to be better than me. If my home is two hundred fifty thousand dollars, I need to set you up so then you can start off with a good start and try to buy it at a half million. I need my grandkids to be set up to where they can buy at a million. So now you're in better neighborhoods. You're putting them in better situations. You're putting them away from from um, from environments or areas yeah. where it's police infested. Mm. And that's where I say status is helps the change. Now you're already in a better school, so now you're getting a better education in the sense. Even though you can say education is all the same, but let's be 100. You know, some of us we may have went to Mojave, we may have went to uh, Cheyenne and stuff like that, yeah. and we got to be 100. Yo, we was in classes getting A's and ain't did nothing. <laughs> True, I, I get, I get, I get, I mm. get some of what you're saying, but I don't. That I, hurt. I'm, I'm confused. I'm still confused. I'm still just as confused as how. You saying this man being shot down in the street has something to do with his socioeconomic status? Like you telling me the police looked at him and was like, "Well, he didn't." They they just inferred, "Well, he doesn't have a high level of education. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a lot of money, so it's okay for us to shoot him or put our foot." Put our no, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying the bullying portion of it is now the overstepping the boundary. That's just a you can't stop a person from what they're gonna do at the end of the day. But when I'm above you. And I feel like I can bully you or I can target you just off of your appearance. Then I'm going to. If you've ever been bullied or if you were the bully, you got to be 100 about how you how you picked out your victim or how you were victimized. Because if I'm walking around and I look a certain way, it's a possibility I might get bullied. Or I might get stereotyped, and then now all of a sudden I fall into the place with the bullies. You get what I'm saying? That's why I say status really does have a lot to do with it. Okay, brother. Uh, this is Ant. Um, you say status has a lot to do with it, uh, but you also stated that, that white folks are masters at segregation. Okay, so all day. When, when you say status, I mean, what do you recommend as far as you know us building status in our own communities? Because we've already known... Uh, the saying, there goes the neighborhood, mm. black person moves in, the segregationists, they, they move out. And then that bumps that neighborhood right back down to the neighborhood, you know, that we moved from. So don't you think that, you know, building our own communities would be better than moving out and bumping our status by living in theirs? Um, I would say, yeah, but let's just use Las Vegas as, a, as an example. Yeah. We sold our neighborhoods. Yeah. 
But so you, I, that's the truth. You, using Las that's Vegas, the fucking truth. Using Las Vegas also as an example. When I was younger and I went to Mojave, the area around there was a white neighborhood. That's not the case anymore. So mm-hmm. a lot of us up there, and the police is patrolling that the same way they was patrolling the hood. Now let's let's be one hundred. Okay. One of the biggest things I love, I love real estate, okay. right? Uh, and so um, that's just a little side thing for me. I love to I love to understand the 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 game of real estate, right? Yeah. So where I grew up, I grew up in real estates. Okay. So I'm a state boy. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, the regal estates was like the Summerlin of Las Vegas, right? Facts. So everything started to go downhill when we started to sell our sit when we started to sell our city when we started to sell our community now all of a sudden we opened up the doors Mm. for other individuals who weren't trying to keep up the um let's say the prestige of the community in a sense right so what always opens the door to um to lower the prestige of a community it's wherein you have and this is no knock against those individuals because if you need it you need it yeah. And that's that's just my honest opinion. But if you need government assistance, you need it. I'm not go, I'm not knocking those individuals. But let's just talk about the stereotype of the individuals that are on government assistance. Yeah. When you move, when you when you set it up to where those individuals start to come into a, to an area or into a neighborhood, it's already they're coming with a, a stereotypical luggage with them. So now there goes your there goes the community. Yeah, I, I feel you on that because I, I speak with my wife all the time and I tell her. Uh, that when people don't pay a lot for something, they don't care as much. Correct. So, you know, I understand you on that, but, you know, as far as your approach and my approach, it seems like we're we're both at a loss uh, when it comes to what we should do as far as status-wise. Because like I say, we move to a white neighborhood, the white people move out, and it bumps the status down. And as you say, we're selling our own community, so we can't even build there. So it's like, you know, then what's the approach? If we move, I say, I'll put it to you like this. Okay. If we start to move ourselves into positions where we are living in white neighborhoods, right? Uh-huh. Um, I'm not on a do as the Roman do type of mentality. Yeah. You know, start acting like them, start being like them, this, that, and the other. Yeah. But I'm a firm believer in showing myself friendly. Okay. So the moment we move into a neighborhood, we got to be friendly to let it be known, yo, I'm down with y'all. I'm with y'all if y'all with me. Mm. But we got to be honest. We move into a neighborhood and we can honest. We can honestly be like, yo, forget everybody else around us. You know, I'm here and they going to just have to deal with it. Yeah. And that's in every aspect, whether I'm throwing a fight party where I'm doing this, that and the other. Just like for me, I moved into the, to a neighborhood. I bought my first home in a neighborhood where literally I was the third black person in the neighborhood. Okay. My, my, my neighbor to my left, my neighbor to my white was right, was white. So what I used to do when, let's say if I had a game night, if I had a fight party, this, that, and the other, because I already know they was looking like, yo, what is this nigga doing over here? Yeah. I can already, I can feel it. So what I would do is I would go from my left to my right, knock on the door and be like, Hey, I'm about to do X, Y, and Z. Do y'all want to come over and hang out? Whether they said no or not, that's on them. If they said no, okay, well, I'm about to have extra people. So I might need to have them park in front of y'all. Is that cool? I'm showing myself friendly and I'm being respectful to to a degree where now you have no choice but to accept me and say, oh, he ain't like everybody else. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. When we get status and we move into those areas, we have to kill the stereotypes that they see about us. Yeah. That's a part of the answer. I hear you on that, but. 
Hold on, brother. Hold on. No, you good. No, I, I hear you on that, but then, you know, it's it's like it's kind of like we're 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 caving in also because I'm changing myself to make you feel more comfortable. Is it really changing who you are to to display that you have manners? Oh, if you wasn't doing that in the black neighborhood, then you're changing who you are. Now, don't oh, get me wrong. If I, you're doing that in any neighborhood you 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 live in, I understand that. But, you know, if I'm living in a black neighborhood and, yeah, y'all come through for the fight party and I'm not going next door to ask them if they want to come over, then it is changing who you are. Oh, most def. Most yeah. def. I agree with you on that. But that's why I say you have to we have to also kill the status. OK, and that's why I say when it comes to when it comes to who we are now as fathers, as uh, mothers, as parents and stuff like that. I, that's why to a degree I say our our parents and grandparents kind of missed it. We we are in the position for this generation to implement implement the change for the next generation Fact. so that whether we're whether right now we're in a we're not in the right status that we want to be or we are let me teach my kid how to be respectful regardless facts okay so then when you leave and you get out of the hood or when you leave and you go off to college and this that and the other who you are now don't change who you are then facts So we have to pour it into into them now, even with just hard work. Let's be 100. You know, we probably all grew up where in a in a household where it was like, yo, figure it out. You got to do your chores, do your work just to get out to go, uh, go to the party, go to the house party, this, that and the other. But man, I look at the generation right now and I'm a uh, ex uh, youth pastor. Yo, kids now is lazy. Let's just keep it 100. So 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 basically you just saying um, put on your white face, be white, be nice mm -hmm. to these people. And accept it, like just. I can't say this. Show, no, I can't them, say show, it's a white show, face. Show them that you are, <clears throat> that you are nice and acceptable and a a great black man, and all black men are not the same. What we've been Correct. showing them for all the years and still getting shot. Have we always been showing it for all the years? We for sure because been showing I, that. I I I have never. I I me personally, I speak to every officer. Yes, sir. No, sir. And it's and a lot of people do that. Do that. They do that change the fact that I have had a knee in my back. I've had a gun in my forehead that none of that changes. Oh, no, so, it doesn't. Because I've been in the same position. I've been in handcuffs. I've been told to sit in grass where the sprinklers was coming on. And I'm like, yo, it's wet over here. Nah, you still sit right there. I've been in that situation. Yeah. So, so but like cause what you, but basically what you speaking on is in other communities that has nothing to do with the police. Like you, you oh, speaking on being nice to your neighbors. Doesn't. The neighbors ain't killing us. No, it's not the neighbors. It's the it, here's what in if I could put it into any form of word. Here's what's killing us: the stereotype of who we are. Just like the just like this. No, not the stereotype. Let's say the narrative that's placed on us is killing us. It's the narrative that's placed on us and um and white folks. The narrative on on white folks that everybody plays into. Oh. I'll put it like that. And let me explain it. So you are a respectful individual. I'm a respectful individual. Everybody on this in this podcast is talking to a respectful individual. Right. This is how we was raised. Yeah. So at the end of the day, let's keep it 100. Let's keep it a buck. Right. So just like there's not all bad cops, there are some good cops. Now, the narrative right now is let's paint the narrative. 
on the on a, for African Americans, we just some thugs, we some vandalists, all this other stuff, right? Yeah. For whites, the narrative is that they supreme racist. Um, there's white privilege and all this other stuff. They feel entitlement, right? Yeah. For uh, the police, every police officer is trying to is out to get us. Mm-hmm. That's the narrative. Now, here's the suck part about it. It's more of those that play into the narrative that really don't play into the narrative. And because they outweigh us right now, just for the black community, for the whites, for the cops, whatever, they all, there's more of those individuals that play into the narrative. So there's a lot of, even though there's a bunch of respectful African-Americans, a bunch of African-Americans that are down to do the work, that are down to work, that are down to grind, to build back up the community, build back up the black dollar. But then at the end of the day, we can get on social media, we can go watch something on Instagram, and it's a whole bunch of us that make us look bad because the they play into the narrative that's painted about us yeah. when we look at white folks. And I, I, yo, y'all asked me to do this yesterday and glory be to God. He had me experience a uh, white privilege to prove my point on this. So I go to the gym at 5 AM, right? I walk you. in the gym. This yep. white dude literally was the first person in line, walks in the door. Um, a couple of Asian folks scan their badge. They ran upstairs, hopped on the elliptical. He comes running back, back downstairs upset. And he's like, yo, uh, because of you, not me, but the lady at the front desk, because you were asking me to scan in and I didn't get it. Ch- and I was first in line. I missed my machine. Mm. And I'm looking like, yeah, yo, machine. you didn't pay for anything up there. Damn. But That's crazy. his privilege and entitlement came out at that moment. Yeah. So at the end of the day, he plays into the narrative, even though not every white person is like that. But it's more of him out there than the ones that aren't. Yeah. So when you see more of those, that's what hurts us, whether it's us, whether it's them or whether it's the police. Yeah. Mm. So that's why I say at the end of the day, um, in my my opinion, status helps this answer, because the more of us that can show who we really are as a people, we start to destroy that narrative about us. OK. Yeah. So gotcha. so so, brother, um, for those for those needing spiritual guidance that feel like there is no hope uh, out there for them. Um, what advice would you give them? I go back to the original story I, I, I gave. Okay. Um, Pharaoh said, start killing the Israelite boys because I don't want them to keep outnumbering us and, and over, overpower us and one day overthrow us. Pharaoh, let's just paint it for today. Pharaoh is the white, is the white, is a white culture. Yeah. Um, your Israelites is black culture. I'm not speaking on no black Hebrew Israelites and all that. I'm just connecting yeah, dots right now. I got you. Yeah. And um, so the white individuals are trying to kill off the black folks so that they don't we don't one day overpower them, right? Mm-hmm. So in that sense, what's dope about the situation is no matter how bad it looks, even for the Israelite women who were told to kill him and at first they was like no nah, we can't just kill these innocent babies like that so he said okay i'll make it easy on you just wrap them up put them in a basket throw them down the river let nature take its course so at the end of the day um the whole setup at the end of the day you end up putting a baby in a basket and the baby floats down the river and down the river they get picked up by another individual and that individual raises his baby who becomes moses that leads a whole generation to another place, to another land, to a land that's promised to them so that they can flourish. Yeah. So at the end of the day, what was meant for evil turned around for their good. Mm, So the hope in the situation is knowing that at the end of the day of all of this, it's all going to work out where things get better for us. Mm. Okay. 
It just don't look like it right now. But once we get down this river, somebody is going to be raised up. And guess what? That's why I say this whole thing to me. This whole thing is about status, because uh, Moses being picked up out of that basket by another woman that eventually was his mama, um, him being picked up. He got put into a different neighborhood. He wasn't in a different. He wasn't in the neighborhood he should have been in. He got actually raised in the palace. Mm. So that's like saying, "Oh, I I should have been on the west side, in a sense. I should have been in the projects, in a sense. But yo, um, this person put me in a position where I'm up here in some million dollar homes. So so now I have an opportunity to help my people that's down here get up to where I'm at. Man, I understand you, bro, but. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Okay, mm, do mm. you think? Come on, man. Do you think that uh, this is something that's just a blip on on time's radar, or this is you know is this something that we may possibly see um, by the end of our lifetime as far as you know getting to where you know we became Moses and let our people back, basically. Uh, no. I say in our lifetime, we'll see it happen. You say it in our I lifetime? Stand, okay. In our lifetime, we'll see the change come. Because even if I just, um, again, I, I, I believe that nothing new, not, there's nothing new under the sun. So at some point in time, yeah. even that generation that walked with Moses, seen the, seen the promise, even though they didn't make it to the promise. Mm, got it. They caught a glimpse of it. They started seeing it come to fruition. Yeah. So even in, let's say, in our time, in our generation, if we're the generation that whoever the Moses of our generation is going to be and start to bring us out of slavery and out of this bad situation to start to bring us into um, a status or a situation that's better for us, we may not all get there at the same time. We may not all get there um, in this lifetime, but we're going to see a glimpse to where we know those who are behind us, our kids, our grandkids, our great grandkids are going to live in that status. Mm. They're going to live in that place. Mm. That's peace enough for me. All right. Yeah. Because. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no no that that's that in, in to end it that's that's the hope that's the encouragement mm. because at some point in time we got to look past us and think about the future us. Right. Yeah. So then getting there. Before we get out of here, man, I, I I have to ask, uh, would you would you mind leading us in a a little prayer before we get out of here? Mm. Huh? <laughs> All day. <laughs> All right. In a real Lord, we just thank you right now. We honor you. We bless you. Uh, we know that you are God. You are you are the author and finisher of our faith. You are covering in times of storms. You are our peace in the time of storm, Father God. Right now, we pray over this country. We pray over this city. We pray over the hearts and minds of not just our people, but every individual that you've created and you breathe your life into, Father God. No matter how dark situations may look right now, Father God, I ask that you shine your light and you show hope in every midst of situations. Let the things that look like they're intending to just be the reckoning and the end of of a of a generation of a people of a of a of a movement of a culture let it just be shown that it's only going to work out for your for our good because that's what your word says everything that's meant for evil is going to turn around for our good so right now in the name of jesus we call that your word come forth right now father god and we pray for every individual's mind we pray for every individual to continue to pour out what they would have told their younger selves to those children right 
right now, Father God, so that those children now can be successful, so those children now can can live in a better situation, so those children now can be the new politicians, can be the new leaders, can be the new forces that we need to fight for us as we begin to age and get to another place in you, Father God. We pray all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. I really do. You had yourself a good night, man. Thank you. Y'all too. Man, right. appreciate y'all. All right, brother. Skinny your asshole, bro. Um, I don't mean to be rude, but what the yeah. fuck was he talking about? What the fuck Listen. was he talking about? Listen. Elliptical machines as a symbol of white supremacy. No, get, the I get the brother. I get him. Who, man, what church he going um, to? I'll make sure I'll never step foot in that much. If anybody know what he's saying, you know what's me. To our listeners and to the <laughs> man <laughs> that's going to listen back to this. I don't know what the fuck we have. I oh, severely God apologize. God, God like, forgive me. This is why I play 2 chains. <laughs> <laughs> you let us astray. You let us astray. <laughs> Shout out to Minister Chris, man. Shout out to he Chris. He caught that residual man. energy coming through the yeah. speaker, man. This shit went wrong. He about to fucking cry over here. What the fuck he talking about? Oh, man. oh my god! Shout out to you, brother. Um, um, was y'all was y'all fucking with the Apple blackout? I don't fuck with Apple nothing, so don't matter to me. It didn't happen on my regular phone. It didn't happen with my phone. I guess that I'm was not trying to hear fuck the police. In 2020, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what I'm going to. <laughs> I, I mean, like, you didn't want how did it work? YGs either. No. Why'd you got to fuck the Oh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let you play It was shit? like all black, you know, it was all like police brutality music, black music. They wouldn't shit. let you listen to none of it? No, that's all you could listen to. Oh, that's all you could listen to. Like, that shit, I mean, I get it, but nigga, no. <laughs> oh, that was Apple's way of saying we with you? Yeah. Don't nothing even drop on Tuesday. Nigga, what you blacking out? <laughs> <laughs> that was no. Apple. I could see if it was, I could see if it was like a, a Friday or if somebody big was about to drop, you know, then yeah. we're going to delay this. Or Friday when all the uh and the albums yeah. drop, we're gonna delay this. You yeah. can't listen to none of this. Nigga, what drops on a Tuesday? I swear to God, man, we love like superficial shit. We love now they the, owe us that. They owe us that because they put that you they put that YouTube album on our phones. Man. And these are we no talking clue. about these are multi-million dollar companies yeah. that spend millions on marketing every year. Probably releasing a statement. Six, and that's what you come afterwards. up with. It didn't happen on my phone. I don't, have, I don't use Apple yeah. Music. And um, uh, well, you know what Chris brought up, uh, it speaks to it's our community as a whole. Not not necessarily what he what he was saying, but I'm very tired of the Malcolm versus Martin conversation. Mm. He did bring that up, but he 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 brought it up in a way where he was highlighting what they both were known for. Yeah. But there are a lot in our community that keeps pitting them against each other. <laughs> And it's really starting to bug me. I think it's be it's because of <clears throat> the mind state. Obviously, to the, the things that's going on in the world to us today don't call for Malcolm for Martin's approach. And so when I, someone I actually do, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Now, if you're talking about you know Martin's approach as far as what he got end up getting killed for, I understand that. But you, we're just talking about the vocal message. It don't. It doesn't call for Martin's approach, and a lot of people. Will quote Martin uh, on, on you know staying peaceful, so on and so forth. And Martin ain't say so on and so forth. Y'all know that's just me, but <laughs> <laughs> not too much salt, Mama. I, I think I think. But like I say, you know, it, it needs we need a stronger presence than just a peaceful voice. 
you know, and what's me, going me, on today. See, and then, let me let me let me denounce this, man. I, okay. let, me, let me throw some shit out there because I had this conversation. We had this conversation briefly on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, and um, we have to adjust to the times. Okay, and regardless of how you feel about the man right now, who's sitting, who's the sitting president, mm-hmm. he speaks the language of celebrities. Mm. If anybody could speak in that language at this time. It would be Martin Luther King. He speaks the language of politicians. He universally, he was a celebrity during that time. If you were talking about Martin being here, but we're not talking about Martin being here. We're talking about people taking Martin's tactics and trying to apply it to that. Now, Martin himself may have been able to speak uh, in, in, in that terms, you know, as far as celebrities, but you know, the people quoting them can't. I'm I'm more so talking about the ones who say, "Oh, I'm 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 more of a Malcolm mentality." Because Martin mentality was too passive. Like Malcolm is my hero, my motherfucking hero. I adore the man. Yeah, yeah. When was Malcolm in some real smoke? It's not about once again. It's not not about what he did. It's about what he was saying. And what he was saying is that we're gonna achieve this. Go ahead. We're going to achieve this, whether you like it or not, basically, by any means necessary. And that's that's the voice that needs to be out there today. Like, look, we're not standing for this shit. We're going to, you know, start fighting back for this shit, whether you like it or not. But again, that's what I was saying earlier in the earlier in the recording is like we love to hear what we want to. We love to we love to get riled up. We love to hear the good shit. We love you to be charismatic. But what work was getting done? Is it what 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 is it worth sounding good if no work is getting done? Uh, well, I live in 2020, and I know about Mark Malcolm today. So obviously, something got dumb with Malcolm's voice. He, but no, 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 no. If he, you're talking about the individuals being here, I understand it. No, that's but not if what you're he's, that's but not if you're saying. just talking about the messages, to me, Malcolm's message resonates more than Martin's will ever resonate today. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but. At some at some point you have to stop talking about it and do it. And regardless of what Mark, regardless of what Martin was talking about, he actually yeah. went. He actually went. Yeah, there was there's sweat equity. Regardless whether he was whether he was militant or whether he was yeah. peaceful, he actually went out and and was about what he was talking. I understand about. that. So you can you can t- so it's easy to be rah 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 if you sitting at home and not doing shit. I understand that. And there's but all, bruises all, and blood. All we have, all that, to go all with. we have of Martin and Malcolm are. Their messages, their words. It's no, the but, only thing that haven't died on them. We, but we, but we, we know Martin. We, we know Martin actually went to jail behind what he was talking about. We know he took them fire hoses in the face for what he was talking he about. He was in the whether you whether you agree with his message or not. Yeah. he was in the smoke. It just didn't sound good, and that's not. And, and, and let me preface it by saying this, man. Before I was introduced to Malcolm, I was just another nigga. I had no idea the knowledge this man had. He gave me so much in life. Mm-hmm. But again, so why are you not giving equity in that? I'm why, not. Why does why what does I'm saying one's is, actions? What I'm saying is the messages. The messages because as the white people do when they when they like to pick and choose what Martin they want to show. Because I clear the one the oh, one I, the one I played earlier is what got him knocked off when yeah. he's talking talking about hey, it's the, the social structure needs to change. Y'all need to start paying us. We need to start talking about reparations. Segregation is one thing. Segregation yeah. is easy. That's a that's a that's a segregation is just, that's black and white. Yeah. But when we talking about 
financing the poor. Yeah. When you're talking about poverty, now you're talking about everybody. They knocked Fred Hampton off because he was to, he was able to bring everybody together, all the poor. So when you're talking about segregation, and then you go from segregation straight to poverty, bro, that 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 is a feeding of his own. And and I started this off by saying that if you're talking about the message that got him killed, then I understand you. But if we're talking about the overall messages being sent, yeah. You have to to say that Malcolm's message applies more. When okay, so I just prior prior to them being assassinated, yeah. right? There is stone cold evidence mm-hmm. that there's stone cold evidence that Malcolm was reaching out to the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Malcolm was reaching out to Dr. King. He was genuinely starting to believe that Dr. King believed in what he was saying. Yeah. That means a lot. Like they both at at the time of their assassinations, they Malcolm M- Malcolm was becoming. They were meeting in the middle. I don't want to say he was starting to think more like Martin, and Martin was starting to think more like Malcolm. Although Martin was getting very radical, yeah, that very radical. They couldn't. They you, you can't control that. Yeah. And so, but what hurts me is the fact that we like to pick and choose, as the white folks do, what Martin represents us what Malcolm represents us. The same thing the white folks do with the I Have a Dream speech. Yeah, We do the same thing, and we cannot continue to do that. Because yeah. both of them were powerful in where we are today. Yeah. Facts. Facts. That's just, that. that's what makes me upset about it. But I also, I get what you're saying. I, I, I do get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I you. Nah, I said what I said. I mean, you know what I mean? It's what <clears throat> to me it, it it what he's talking about equates to what we were talking about at the very beginning of the show, which is, you know, the people that are online that have a lot to say online from the comfort of their homes versus the people who are actually in the street that are actually protesting. Yeah. The man was in the smoke, man. He was in the sm- he was in I would have loved like and you know the the fucked up part about it is, you know, Malcolm was he was silenced by his own people. I've been really into uh, the brother um, Khalid Muhammad, and he, I want to say, was a bit more. <sighs> people like to say Malcolm made people uncomfortable, right? Yeah. In the way he spoke. Picture Malcolm X on twenty. Mm-hmm. That's how disrespectful Khalid Muhammad could get. And he also was silenced by the nation, and he was also shot by someone in the in the nation. This was in '94, mm. so I just started doing my research on his brother, and I I absolutely love it. I can hear him and Malcolm talk back to back. There, there, he's that fucking good. Mm. But yeah. it's the Malcolm X story all over again. Silenced, some someone from the nation shot him. Mm. Same exact fucking story. Um. So I've been li- I've been listening to his speeches uh for for quite some time. Um before we get out of here, man, got one more uh boots on the ground. See how this one uh see how this one goes. It's a good ass fucking conversation, man. I'm 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 kind of proud of us, man. She'll play Kurt Franklin Stone. Hello. Brother Joseph. 
What's going on, man? How you doing, brother? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Hey, man, I'm I'm doing all right, man. The best we can do, uh, considering the circumstances. Uh. You've been uh, you've been working, man. I, I I see you out there. You 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 went kind of you went kind of viral, man. I I I fucked with it, man. You were uh, you don't see that out of brothers too often, especially not out here. Um, that's 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 armed and you know not really with the with the with all the shits. Ah, right, so you get my uh, complete respect. Complete respect. Um, as a uh, an activist. Um, I want to get your uh, your stance on where we are as a uh, as a country and where we are as a people. Well, man, it's the situation is more complicated than people realize. Number number one, starting the way that the system is organized and built. It's it's not built for longevity. It's mm. not it's not a sustainable system. So we're we're in the system that is just constantly boiling, and it's at any point it could just completely boil over, and it it all comes down to to to, to division at the end of the day. There's there's so many different systems in place, whether it's Democrat, Republican. Uh, liberal, conservative, left, right, black, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, white. It's just all these different subsections that are, are just this, 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 this melting pot that we're supposed to be proud of as Americans. Yeah. The people who are in control, they weaponize it. They, they make sure that they use, they, they make it a point to make sure that these things are separate in the way that they're taught, even from the time that we're kids and we're learning in school, that they're separate things. And because of this, everything kind of gets convoluted. Um, so, you know, the big, the big topic of conversation right now is black lives, all lives, blue lives. Yep. And the fact that those terms even exist is the problem mm. and people aren't able to even get past that psychology yeah. so like when something happens and then let me show you what, what uh, uh, how how easily we as the black community could have mind fucked them okay say uh black lives matter started with with uh uh well, first time we heard black lives matter and it became an organization was with trayvon martin yep. after uh, george Zimmerman. yep um, and we organized those protests during that time in the city as well. Um, when that happened, now imagine had the movement came and they looked at it strategically and were like, okay, so we're going to create this movement um, that the whole purpose is to identify the black community as an equal community to the rest of the world. And now imagine if we would have never made the name Black Lives Matter, but we would have made the name All Lives Matter. And we never said Black Lives Matter. Remember, there's ego in it. Yep. We say black because we have to relate it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's just, and remember, black is not our word. That's not our ancestors' word. That yep. is a European word. This is a fact. So we hold on to this word, and it, it doesn't make much sense. But say when Black Lives Matter came out, they just 
it didn't happen that way. They came out and they were like, all lives matter. And then they came out and they marched under all lives matter. Then what was going to be the rebuttal to that? What what was going to be your hashtag against that? Mm -hmm. If we come and we're fighting a fight for black lives under the umbrella, all lives matter, then how can you rebut that? What is, what what are you going to use to try to hide your racism under? You can't. Yeah. there wouldn't. But because we led in an egotistical way and we so much focused on that word black, it's very eager to separate ourselves now because we've already separated ourselves. Yeah. So these things are built systematically in us, and it's something that is ingrained in us from the time that we're young. We're not thinking strategically, and most people, they don't study psychology, so they don't think in that way. Yeah. So we have, we're, we're going against the, the people who are in power. You have to remember, these are the people who are writing the psychology books. These are the people who are writing our history books, yep. and so they're controlling the narrative. Mm. Um, so it's 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 a very complicated situation right now. And you know, blue lives matter. It's the the understanding that. And well, let me let me say this: it, these the, the the white people who come out and they're like, oh, but all lives matter, or blue lives matter. They're not dumb. They're they. They know what they're saying. They understand the ignorance in what they're saying. But whenever you lead with ego, you open the door for that. It's a trap, and that's what we're in. Everyone is in a trap right now to where they're, they're running around like mice, and so they just throw out these little hashtags to us, and then we attach ourselves to them, just mm. like Antifa. And in reality, every single person in the United States of America is Antifa. Every single person, mm. because our country in general is anti-fascist. That's what our country is built off of. This is true. We're built off being anti-fascist. So we're all Antifa. So when you understand that, then you understand the danger of Donald Trump putting Antifa into a terrorist organization. Because we understand, yes, there's a group of white kids that are coming into these protests and they're fucking up and they're starting these riots. We know yeah. there's these ops that are happening. But there is no real organization called Antifa. You can't go into uh, uh, online and find Antifa's president. That's you can't true. go to an Antifa meeting. You can't call Antifa and be like, hey, we want you to help with this event. It's, 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 a, it's psychological warfare that's happening on us. And that makes this whole thing very, very complicated. And, and, and that's part of the reason why, for me, the Second Amendment becomes such a powerful tool for us, and it's very important in the black community yeah. because we have to understand we're in a position where we don't just have one enemy. We're surrounded by them. Yeah, We have the white supremacists, and then we have the police, which have their own division, and then we have this Antifa hashtag where it's just it's just – a, a, a group of, of anarchists, some of them are working on their own accord and they think they're doing the right thing. And they're, they're, uh, these are the same kids that, that'll probably go and shoot up a school. That's these kids. And some of them aren't shooting up schools because they're using our protest to get their violence out. This is and so they're feeding that hunger a, a, a bit more. But the, mentally, these are kids that are on the edge. They're absolutely on the edge. And they're not, they're not our allies. So when you see these hashtag uh, Antifa, hashtag Black Lives Matters, it's, it's, 
it's a psyop. They're 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 trying to infiltrate our communities and they're trying to confuse everybody. And when you confuse them, what do they do? We just march and protest. Mm. That's it. And nothing comes from it because we're not sitting down. We're not thinking logically. We're not thinking realistically. And that's that's why we get what we have now. That's why it's it's great. Voice yourself. First Amendment, Second Amendment, protest. Put pressure on the police. But even when the people go out there, they're not thinking strategically like we're going to put pressure on the police to make them uncomfortable until we give them what they want. Most people are going out because they feel like they have to. Yeah. The, the, you know what I'm saying? They feel like they have to. Some people are going out because they're, they're chasing clout. A lot of people right now are going out because they ain't got shit better to do because everything's closed. <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, it, it, it's, it's a complicated situation. And until we get some real leaders in the community to sit down, who are educated, who have a, a, a deeper understanding of these issues, then we're not gonna we're not gonna go nowhere. We're just gonna run in circles. We're gonna go back to normal. The police are gonna kill somebody. We're gonna protest for a couple of days. Then we're gonna go back to normal. The police are gonna kill somebody. Then we're gonna protest for a couple of days, over and over and over again. And it's a weird dichotomy because, yes, we have solved a lot of problems. If you look at our 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 great great grandparents till now, we have a ton more freedoms than them, but. You have to look at it like this. It's like they, it's like they, with technology, they basically have an understanding. Okay, we want more control over more people. So controlling the black people just isn't enough anymore. Mm. We need more control over more people. Mm. So what they do is, with, with these technologies and things, they loosen up that grip because you have to think about there's two layers. So they have a, they have a chokehold on the black community, and then they have the chokehold over the entire country, right? Yep. They loosen up that grip on the black community, but as they're loosening up that grip on the black community, they're tightening the grip on the entire infrastructure. And that's why you see so many more white, white Americans and things like that getting pushed down from the middle class into the poorer class mm -hmm. because they're tightening that grip on the whole thing. And if, if white America and black America don't figure, it the, figure that the fuck out, it, we're all going to fail. We're all going to lose. Because the people in power who are really at the top, a lot of people have this strange belief that it's white supremacists at the top. I can assure you, the people at the top don't give a fuck what color you are as long as they have the power. They don't care. And so they weaponize racism. They know racism is a poor man's fight. The, 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 the real, real, real elite people who run shit they know black and white. They they know that that, that doesn't matter. They don't yeah. care if you're black or white. You die. They just want the power. They know whoever controls that dollar is the one who has that power. That's all they give a fuck about. And they let us. They let us play this race game. Uh, so I mean, it's there's a nice. lot going on, man. There's, there's a lot for people to process, and it's emotional, and people are angry. And this one was different because how many people do you know that has ever seen a man take his last breath? You know, yeah. and we all watched it on live TV. You know, we've seen videos of people get shot. You hear a boom, you see a body fall. But you haven't, you've, very few people have looked into an, the eyes of a man as he died. And it's, and they played it on national TV. You know, it's a scary thing for a lot of people. Yeah, I, it, yeah. It, it's very shocking. Uh, I was telling the, the guys earlier, like, it's very shocking that this is uh, the one incident where 
the entire, almost the entire country it agrees that this police officer was wrong. Right. And we are here. The one time. It's crazy. And the crazy thing about it is not only are the protests in all 50 states for the first time, but there's protests all around the world. Yep. That is a fact. So where do you, where do we go from here? It's specifically um, Las Vegas and then the rest of the country. Where do we go from here? Where do you see, um, do you, do you see things changing within Las Vegas or do you think, or do you see them just going back into business as usual? That's up to us. Um, it's a hundred percent up to us. Um, one thing that people forget is we're we're a Vegas is a baby. We're a very very young city. We don't got the the age and the maturity of New York and L.A. Who've been here, you know, New York from the very beginning and in L.A. Short, you know, uh, uh, you know, maybe a decade or so, a couple decades after that, yeah. you know, we we're a very very young. We're one of the we're one of the newest cities in the country, so we're young, um, but. This is something we can take advantage of. If because we're such a small community, if we plan and we do things right and we organize the correct way, because we're a smaller community and we have a lot less land that we would have to gain control of yeah. economically, we could basically go into a, a format of the black leaders sit there and say, okay, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna go into an entrepreneur phase, and we're gonna look at our city and our and our black neighborhoods as a uh, testing zone. Mm. And what we want to do is there's this idea, right? Uh, buy black, you know, invest into black businesses. Mm. And it's not that simple because when I buy something, I buy for quality. Yeah. So it then becomes a priority, right? Because most of these black businesses. They're not doing well because they don't have good investment. And since they don't have good investment, they're unable to obtain good quality. Mm. And so somebody like me, if I go and I'm like, so I can spend spend this money in the black community, you know, say, say it's something simple like a pair of jeans. But the seams of these jeans are going to go out seven months quicker than a pair of uh, better made jeans. Yeah. And so economically, it doesn't make sense for me to shop black. It makes sense for me to shop for the better quality. Mm. And mm. that's what the, what, that's what that, the, the economically, that's what's being faced. So then it's like, okay, so somebody like me, I have an understanding of that. So then this is what I can do. I have a friend who has a business, right? Yeah. And I understand that, you know, he has good ideas, but he doesn't have right investment. But he's in this neighborhood. He has a store in this neighborhood, and we know this this neighborhood is low value. They call it a ghetto. Mm-hmm. So what I could do is say, hey, you know what? We don't shop at this store because we want more quality product. Why don't we do this? Why don't we pull that business owner aside as a community and say, hey, the reason why you're not being able to sell and the reason why you're you're having the issues in business with you right now is not because we don't want to shop black is because you don't provide quality for us and it economically doesn't make sense. So this is what we'll do. We'll put together a fund for you and we can fund it through the community and we'll do that by uh, throwing some community events, barbecues, whatever, and people, you know, fe- uh, uh, concerts, whatever, and we'll collect some money from the community and we'll use that as an investment into your business. However, 
this is our expectation. We want this percentage of the company, and then we also want you to donate this percentage of a company to this new business that's trying to start up in your area as well as mm. an investment. That way, you're being funded, and naturally, through your funding, you're funding other businesses to kickstart mm. and come back up. Mm. Now, okay. if we're able to accomplish this, then we can do that, in a, in, and you know all these shopping centers that are all empty. We can start slowly putting businesses in those shopping centers. Once we do that and we can push those up a little bit, all it takes is one, one business to be doing fairly successful to bring value to the neighborhood. Once you bring value to the neighborhood, you bring investment. Then you start cleaning up your buildings. Then you start cleaning up the areas, fixing the roads. And when you're really community-oriented, uh, community you let your because most most businesses don't do this, but in our community we're going to have to. You let your entire community know, hey, we're here to work for you, and as a way of getting back to you, we're not just going to do a, a a meal day where we do five percent off and give you a coupon. We actually want to go into your neighborhood and uh, help you guys fix up your homes. So instead of giving you five percent off a meal, we're not going to give you any discounts off the food, but we're going to um, take a percentage of the sales we're getting, and this month we're going to go into this neighborhood and we're going to uh, fix your plumbing. We're going to go into this neighborhood and we're going to fix your roof. We're going to go into this neighborhood and we're going to fix lawns up. And what happens when you do that? The value of the community goes up. What happens when the value comes up? Investment comes in. And that one step at a time, and if you do that, the economy of that neighborhood goes up, the value of that neighborhood goes up, and the people in the neighborhood become to be uplifted. Psychologically, they begin to change. And then eventually, you do that over a period of time, there is no more ghetto. You've eliminated it. It doesn't exist in your city anymore. We know we, we've seen this before. It was Black Wall Street. What happened? They burned it down. But this is a new world now. We 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 we. We always use the path to fear doing new things. Yeah. And we have enough control and we have enough support and enough allies now that we can do these things. And I believe that in our system, we can do it. We, I, I think we can do it and I think we can make an example of it. And I think that we can do it so well that we can get the city government to, 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 uh, to jump in and be like, yo, we want to help you accelerate this. Why? Because as, as a mayor or as a governor or as a senator, I would love to look America in the face and say, I'm the only city in the country that doesn't have a ghetto. Mm -hmm. The rest of the cities will fall in line. Yeah. So, so that's the next move is it has to be an economic one. We have to get our, our entrepreneurial minds together and, and get our leaders together, get the community. Look at God. Oh. Look at God. Oh, he was talking that shit. He was talking he was that talking shit. Some shit though. Yeah. He was talking that shit. <laughs> man, he was talking shit, no, man. No, um, he kind of, um, he kind of spoke on status. Uh, no, no, I think, he didn't speak on status. No, he spoke no, no. On the listen, opposite. listen. No, but yeah, in terms of still speaking on kind of status of of raising our status differently, yeah. not of what Chris said. Yeah, you know, but what what I think Chris was trying to say of. Being being that that he he spoke on money speaking more for you than anything else. Yeah, that was that was dope. No, no, that's that, you. No, you right. That was dope. You right on that. Hello? 
Hey brother, yeah, we had we had lost you, but um you were you brought up uh Black Wall Street, right? And um I've been thinking uh to myself, uh is it even attainable again with desegregation? And and what I mean is uh Black Wall Street was completely uh black funded. Um mm -hmm. white mm -hmm. white people came just to shop only. Um they just came to shop only. I think that that stood out more than anything is that they came there to For shop. Sure. They didn't have money invested into it. Um, For sure. Can that be attainable now with, you know, uh, desegregation and uh, just honestly the inability to uh, get funds without a large uh, white donator well I guess there's two questions right number one can it be done that way specifically number two should it be done that way specifically mm. um, I don't I don't know if I believe we can't do it without without black investment the problem is how 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 deep is the the coonery within the money of the the uh ecosystem mm. of the mm. black elite right now it's and, and, and you and, and you know how it goes we 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 hear you know we have all we we have we can all give some kind of story about a rapper or a basketball player or anything like that who we consider an elite in the community um where we might think of them as a sellout you know where they don't do enough for the black community. But this is my thing. I believe good shit never gets overlooked. Ever. It doesn't matter who hates you. And I think sports is something that, that overwhelmingly showed that. When white people realized how much better at sports African Americans were for, for many different reasons, they began to recruit them. We had a black league, and they realized this is more entertaining. We're going to make more money if we begin to integrate them into our sport. This is true. So yeah. I 100% I I believe that the way that we avoid if we can do something is just making it so good that they can't refuse it. Mm. That's it. That's what uh -huh. we have to focus on. And so people... People are so focused on how hard thing is something is. If something is difficult, just make it better. That's it. And if you make it better, they just, there's not much they can do. And if they're really and, and, and this is the reality of it, and you can look at uh, people like like Nikolai Tesla for this. If it's really really good and they really really fuck want to fuck you over, they'll just kill you or get rid of you mm. and just steal it from you and implement it anyways, right? Mm. But right. with their age of technology. And, and as much to access to media that we have now, it, we, we can make it very clear. If you're booming and you're making something work and they kill you, kill you off, it's all eyes on everybody right now. And that just, we can use that to uh, empower the movement even more. So I think we can do it. Um, it's just a matter of putting our heads together and making something, uh, putting something together that works so well that uh, you can't really avoid it. I'll give you an example. So 
we know there's a bunch of empty lots on the west side and different areas uh, in the north side and on the east side, right? Yep. Um, so imagine, imagine I go in uh, and I get five guys together and we all we all come up with a uh, ten grand each. We got a hundred grand and we go to the community and we say, hey, we need a million dollars. We're gonna build a production factory and a trucker. Uh, a business and we're going to put it right here in the heart of your community we guarantee you we are going to give the jobs for this factory and for these truckers to people within this community this is what we need uh, in order to build this and this is how we plan on um, uh, uh, getting investment through the community if we can lock something down and get investment through the community to build the factories and things like that. And, you know, you got to get your sales guy to basically, if you're going to build a factory, you got to have somebody um, that wants to, uh, you know, put their product in your factory to build it. And if you're going to have trucks, you got to have people who want to um, basically use your trucks yeah. to move their product. And you can close those deals, and it happens all the time. You can secure those deals before the properties and stuff are even sold. And then you can use that to invest and build those. Yeah. And production, so that's a great place to start. And trucking, that's a great place to start because you can go in, buy 10 semi-trucks, and then you get a contract. Then you just use the money from those trucks that you're moving uh, products around uh, the city, the state, whatever it is. And you take that as the owners because we're the owners, so we get to, divide what we, to decide what we do with the money. We begin to look for other entrepreneurs. All right. Then we find them. We sit them down. We have the money, and we've already established ourselves as the as the kind of the centralized uh, uh, um, unit for for uh, for uh, exploration and for expansion. Yeah. And we decide, okay, we see this clothing person is selling their clothes online from their house, and they're actually uh, uh, making sales. They're they're, they're moving. So what we're going to do is invest in them, put more money into their marketing so they can sell more. We're going to buy them building, and then we're going to move them across the street from us. All right, my man. And you just do that one step at a time. And you gotta, you got to think big, but you just got to have a – you just you have to build a heart to the plan. And once you build a heart to the plan and that, that blood and that, that, that energy starts, starts pumping, then you can continue it on. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. I, I mean, I really appreciate you, man. We're gonna have to uh, sit down, man, and politic a little more, man. I, I, I really, I really appreciate what you brought to uh, our platform. We'll call you back for sure, brother. <laughs> for sure, we got, we got a lot of work to do, man. All right, man. You have a good night, brother. All right, bro. We'll talk. Oh, I guess like five callbacks to limit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got a lot of people to call <laughs> back. Right? I got a lot of people to call back. Oh um, man, this was uh, this is much appreciated, man. Yeah, I ain't even gonna man. lie. This was this, this was an important episode. Yeah, this was very important to to not just me to all of us, man. I, I hope you heard something that you can uh, take from this. That's that's all I can. Whether you're trying to build your status, everybody, like this. everybody, you heard today. Uh, is involved in some way, some form or fashion, in what's going on right now. Nobody stays, no, no stay at homes. Um, any last words, man? Anything? Words encouraging me, y'all? Guy, anything? Um, I just want to say uh, to the people who don't understand why we as black people feel the way that we feel, um, be thankful 
because that means you haven't gone through what we've gone through. Mm. Um, I said it before, mm. I'll say it again. Mm. Um, we know how the police treat us, and the police know how they treat us. We really don't need the media show, okay? Um, our feelings are justified. And, and I really just want to say, you know, man, shout out to Dante, man, putting together that list of people that got on the show today. Everybody spoke intelligently. Um, dropped a lot of gems, and uh, it's really appreciated. Give you a lot of shit to think about, for sure. Um, shit, I ain't got nothing to say, but this is a dope-ass show to be. Yeah, this was. Yeah, yeah this, shit was, this shit was dope. Um, take, care of y'all, take care of each other, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? We out here doing all this fighting amongst, the, you know, we doing all this fighting, but, like, we got to make sure we take care of ourselves, each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Love on each other, because at the end of the day, we all we got. You know, y'all see we out here getting smoked and, 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 and having yeah. knees put on us and all this other shit, man. At the end of the day, we us. We we gotta be us at the end of the day. Yeah. We gotta we gotta gotta make sure we taking care of each other, man. I love all y'all. Black people, I love all y'all, man. Word up. Hey man, like Pac says, man, the powers and the people and the politics we address. Keep pushing, man, keep fighting. Uh do not forget, man, despite the the nice shit you hear, the the kind words, we are in a fight, we are in a war.